0: <laughs> and welcome back to another Nextlander podcast. Spring is here, spring has sprung. Welcome to spring here, at least where I am in the East Coast. How's the weather by you, Alex Navarro?
2: Uh, it is about 56 degrees out. It is partly sunny, and uh, I can feel iced coffee weather on the horizon. Ooh. Brad Shoemaker
1: has the traffic on the nines, on the ones. I don't know. Traffic on the fives. I don't leave the house much anymore. What's the traffic like outside your window? I haven't seen any driverless cars this week so far. Oh, good. Good. They're not scanning. I think think we're in the middle of another atmospheric river, though.
0: Fantastic.
1: I can tell you the number of days this year so far where I was genuinely somewhat concerned that one of the windows was going to break. Is it like three now? Jeez Louise. Like... (laughs) some shit. These storms have been some shit.
0: Um you don't want rivers rivers in your atmosphere. I'm sure that's No. That's not that's no good. That's no good. We are um I'm uh I'm uh, I'm actually hoping for a little rain here. Hoping for a little rain because we've had so much work outside to try and avoid water coming into the basement now. Now you want to test it. And now I kind of need a good test. Now I need a good test. They did like a dug around the perimeter and like sealed up the house where the water comes through. And now I, I want to see what happens. Is I mean, it- I
2: could just come over to your house and just, like, aim a fire hose at, you know, where yeah. the basement would be and see what gets in. Well, yeah. I mean, I I could do that for you if you want. I am your friend.
0: Do you, do you have a fire hose?
2: I can get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, have, you ever, have you ever held a Don't fire hose? Don't ask where it came from, but I can get one.
0: Have you ever sprayed a fire hose?
2: I have never sprayed an actual fire hose. No, they they look unwieldy, and I did not have enough people backing me up, so I did not go flying like fucking Johnny Knoxville.
0: Did, did Johnny Knoxville spray a fire hose?
2: I think at least one of the jackass guys did, if I remember correctly. Okay, I know he got sprayed with a fire hose. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: They, there's a lot of pressure in those them hoses.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Them hoses, the- my favorite, uh, Alice in <laughs> Chain song. <laughs> I think we're supposed to get a little rain coming up, so we'll find out soon. Did I read correctly that over in California, like between the snowpack a few weeks ago and the various atmospheric rivers, that like the drought deficits have almost been wiped out?
1: Oh, I can't imagine that's the case. Okay, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I thought I saw something of to that effect. Well, so after that first crazy like two weeks of storms at the beginning of the year. Oh gosh, the state reservoirs were down to like thirty percent of capacity before that. Okay, I, I think they went up like some single digit percentage after that first round of storms. So I'm I'm sure by now we have recovered a good bit. But
2: I know the snowpack was enormous when it when yes. that big snow thing came through.
1: Yes, that is true. I, I I I'm sure we've covered quite a bit of extra ground. I, I I'd be shocked if we've completely wiped out the deficit though.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think it it was complete, but it seemed like the numbers had gone significantly up from where they were in you know like at the at the the nadir of the drought.
1: Cool. Well, maybe are we just on a five year drought cycle now and then several and then months? Seventeen of El Ninos. <laughs> that's
2: right.
1: Seven, several months of historic of you know once in a century storms that are now every five years. To Have make it up, I don't know.
2: Historic
0: mudslides, historic droughts. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. That's how. That's how you want it to go. Folks, you listen to the Next Lander Podcast, all your weather and traffic here at the Next Lander Podcast. We're going to traffic in some video games in just a little bit here. We've got uh, Chia. Chia, 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 some Diablo 4 impressions, uh, and the uh, I should also say the beta that went up, and yes. uh, some impressions of WWE 2K23. But before we do that, I raise up my voice to excited land. <laughs> what are you excited for? Is this is where it stays from now on. What are you talking about? What are it's you like talking <laughs> It's like a roller coaster stuck at the top of the, the thing and it's never going to come down. Until it's my microphone <laughs> is
1: noisy. doesn't like this register very much.
0: Gosh, Mickey. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into... Huh? Re- <laughs> we're going to talk about Redfall.
1: Oh, red. We're talking about Redfall, huh? Vampires. <laughs> well, no, we'll- well, now I need to talk out in this register to balance all of this out. I played okay. some Redfall.
0: Okay, great. This will be good. This will make the compression work real well. Uh, Brad Shoemaker, you saw and or played Redfall? I
1: played Spreadfall. Spreadfall. A couple, couple weeks ago, I went to an event and played some Redfall. The What's forthcoming this? Xbox and PC game from Arcane Austin. You know and? Arcane. Um, all right. Do you remember do you remember Redfall. You yeah. no. need to lay out the basic premise. It okay. is a
2: co-op multiplayer game, correct? Yeah. Open it's, world-ish? Yes.
1: So, yeah. Okay. So, it's Arcane's, It's Arcane's new game. It's, it's the Austin Studio. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they have two studios now, which tend to work on uh, different games. Not to be
0: confused with Austin's Studio. No. It is, the, it is the Austin Studio.
2: No, Austin Studio is Possibility Space. That's something else. <laughs> yes. yes. G-
1: generally, um, generally, the Dishonored games have come out of the original... Studio in France mm. with them. And I think Prey 2017 was the last Austin game. Is that right?
2: I think that is correct, though I also I think Austin did do at least some work on Dishonored stuff. That's very Like post-release possible. content. That's very possible.
1: Uh yes. Anyway. Yes. So Redfall, it is the it is the up to four player co-op first person action game vampires.
0: Yes. Vampires. Not vampires. zombies,
1: vampires. Cult, occult stuff. So, yeah, so I went and played like 90 minutes of it, saw a presentation on it, et cetera. Uh The big revelation for me playing that game finally is it is a single player ass single player game.
0: Oh, okay. So,
1: like, I know they've tried to stress this in interviews in the last year or so. It is not a Left for Dead like in any way whatsoever. But I think that's very much the impression people got. I certainly did when they first started showing that game.
2: I feel like that's what every early showing of that game almost emphasized to a degree was that it was trying or that it was occupying that space.
1: Yeah. I mean, so it's a first person shooter with four playable characters that have different powers and right. it's monsters, you know? So mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of a, and it's co op. So that's kind of a logical conclusion to draw. But also, they just didn't emphasize the open world aspects that much early on. Um, So it is like. You know, there's been a lot of comparisons to Far Cry with this game Mm -hmm. in the last couple months since they start showing it more. I think that probably, again, I've only played like an hour and a half of it. I think that comparison probably is going to hold up pretty well in the sense that Far Cry games are also basically single player games, but you can play them co-op. You know what I mean? Mm, Okay. Like this one is more so co-op because the characters are named and have like, you know, like the player characters in Far Cry are a little more generic, I feel like. Yes. Like all the characters in this have very you know s- specific character designs and names and sets of powers. So it is more co-op in that sense. But you absolutely could just play this game by yourself start to finish and it would be totally normal to do so.
0: Okay, I'm going to say a thing. Uh, feel free to wince or be like, no. But... Uh-oh, Vinny's saying <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, is that set up kind of like you would say Saints Rose last kind of uh where you Ooh. have these named characters and you can pretty much play it single player but you Wait, multiple the, people the, jump in
1: the new saints row the new the saints row i don't you make four? your
0: own character but you kind of have those like buddies in the game you know like the, no, no no no
1: this is this is there are four playable characters they have names and backstories and designs okay you're not creating any kind of character here you're picking one of the four
0: so there there are these Story characters,
1: yes, okay. yes, they have. Yeah, they're story characters with dialogue, with backstories, with specific skill trees and sets of powers.
0: So, when you play this single player, are they are the other three in the game no. helping you out?
1: No, robots. No, oh, bots. no okay. they're not even. I don't. I, don't know. I mean, maybe they show up in the story. So they they dumped us into a save uh, ways into the game, so we didn't see any of the intro stuff. Like we just kind of started at a safe house and went out and roamed and did missions. Okay. Um. But yeah, unless the characters show up in the story. In single player, you're not going to see them. They're not going to be rolling around with you. And um, you're not and so,
0: switching. You're not switching between them at a hub, kind of like Gotham Knights or anything like that. You are your character.
1: So we picked a. It was we were in kind of single player mode, but you were picking a character at what looked like sort of a party screen. Like it kind oh. of seemed like, okay, this is like what the party, the join party interface would look like <laughs> uh-huh. if you were in co-op. It's just that I'm I'm only picking my own character and then just going. Okay. Uh, so I. I don't know actually. I didn't think to ask if you could just like on your next session just load in with a different character into your same story save. That's a good question. So I like I don't, know, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're locked into the one character the whole game or not.
0: Not not to get too ahead of where you're headed here and derail but I guess my biggest question would be at that point what does prog- character progression look like if there are multiple characters? Is it a like save progression? Yeah, Is it unified I'm, progression?
1: Yeah, I, I just in the limited time i just didn't think to ask about that that's probably something we'll just have to answer when it comes out which is like not that far <laughs> off like yeah. six weeks away
0: Yeah, may 2nd i believe yeah yeah so, so, so i assume you are dropping points in somewhere along yes
1: those yeah you have skill trees it's yeah. a very basic each character has two regular powers and an alt essentially and there are just a ton of upgrades on each one of those powers um are you characters vamp-
0: are they all vampires
1: no, 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 okay. none of none of the characters are vampires, although one of their ex-boyfriends is
0: mm, I like I've the, been there. she's
1: she's the I, I don't know how I would describe her set of powers. She's just kind of an offensive character, I guess I would say, like she's got a. Uh, she's like psionic kind of powers, so she's got like a shield you can pop up that absorbs projectiles and then like shoots them back at people. Okay. And her other power, her other power is kind of like a psychic, like jump pad almost You can kind of use it to like jump in the air and cover distance. Okay. Like very, very like firefight oriented powers, and her her alt straight up is vampire ex boyfriend. <laughs> like what? Mm. Like the part of the st- so it's set on this like I don't know it's like Cape Cod or something like this sort of uh, this like resort ish island off the coast of New England sort of thing. Okay, Uh but it's like some kind of okay, some kind of biotech corporation has created vampires. We knew it was and, coming, and the vampires have busted out and taken over this island. Uh-huh. Um. They have somehow erected a permanent solar eclipse. Okay. So the sun never comes out on this island. So they oh, can so just
2: burn shit. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. They can just do their foul business 24 seven on this island. Um. Anyway, this character, her, Layla, I think is her name. Her part of her backstory is that her ex-boyfriend got caught up in the vampire outbreak and has become a vampire, but he's like still a friendly vampire. So she summons him as her alt to <laughs> come in and fight. Um, One of the characters is like a stealth sniper sort of character. Uh, one of them is a little more support with like a, a robot buddy that can draw aggro, and she has like a healing aura and stuff like that. It's like pretty. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I can't remember what the fourth character is, but it's like fairly archetypal sort of first person shooter power sets, I guess I would say.
0: Like tanks, support, a little off- bit, yeah. Fight, like yeah. offense.
1: Okay. I, I, I guess they should all be viable. Hopefully, they're all viable by themselves in single player. I definitely got overwhelmed a couple times and found that engineer character with the robot to be very much more survivable hmm. than Layla Remy, I think is the engineer character's name. Cause she's got, she can just say, Hey robot, go draw the aggro and then drop a healing field and you're way more survivable there. So,
0: so the characters are human. Yeah. Like hu- human, human, like no, yes. n- no, this, this universe doesn't have like uh, werewolves or any other types of I mythical don't know. creatures. It's
1: hard to say. Okay. It seemed like mostly vampires, but who knows? It's like, it's very like cartoon occult. I guess I would put the tone somewhere in the like Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters vein. Okay, uh, of, in, in terms of the tone so like of 80s things, horror comedy, kind of. Well, characters are a little quippy. Mm-hmm. I mean, who I'm not. I guess I'm not one to say. Is it like Marvel style quips, or is it more? I just didn't hear a ton of the dialogue.
2: All the quips Um, kind of blend together these days. Yeah,
1: but I'm but I'm thinking like in terms of art style and the types of monsters you're going to see and stuff. It's all a little bit cartoonish, not a bad way, but it's just like that style of slightly like zany horror, I guess I would say. Okay, is there a sense
2: Um, that there's like still a lot of humans around or have the vampires been doing their dirty
1: business for a while? So like we started in like a big safe house where there were some other human characters in there that are like vendors I think there's like straight up a shopkeeper with inventory that cycles every so every couple hours or so, you mm-hmm. know that style of thing. It's a loot game like you're picking up colored loot guns My and God. stuff. I think that's pretty much the limit on uh, human characters that you're going to run into. Like out in the open world, the only humans you see are there are cultists. There are like vampire worshippers out there mm-hmm. who are just humans with guns. Uh, but they're all like brainwashed and want to kill you and hand you over to the
2: vampires. So, I mean, they're like, they're familiars, basically.
1: Basically, yeah. But there's a ton of them because they need they need fodder in me. There's like a hierarchy like the humans with guns are the, the just the fodder. Mm-hmm. Then there are like regular vampires you'll run into. And then there are like named or not named, but like special vampires, basically, mm-hmm. like, you know, with much stronger abilities. And then there's like four kind of boss vampires scattered around the island.
0: So you had mentioned, uh, I forget where, maybe on maybe on mic, maybe not, chances chances are either way, uh, that um, in multiplayer you were kind of surprised that you can kind of go wherever you want, that it's not, it, when you mentioned it's not like a Left 4 Dead where you're kind of on rails through these yeah, corridor it's, maps.
1: It's just one big open world map. Yeah,
0: so like... What what pop what populates that what happens like what like what is the kind of you come out What's of this going safe house. down yeah well, like what do you what, what happens
1: there, there's enemies all over the place there's a lot of the cultists and occasionally you'll run into vampires uh, and then even less occasionally you'll run into the more special vampires um, but, but there, 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 it's a, it's, it's a quest driven game like there are so it's missions, just
0: icons like like side quests on more the map or less yeah there's oh, like okay. I
1: ran into some activities like like you'll unlock safe houses as you go around and like to unlock each safe house you have to do a little quest Okay. Um and I think safe houses are probably like respawn points and there are a couple quests to pick up in each one. Um I found what seemed like a repeatable activity of like the uh, cultists building like antennas on rooftops to broadcast their shit.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So you had to go up and deal with the antennas. Um there's a there's a territory control aspect to it where the vampires like deploy some like shitty mists across parts of the island that like hurts you or saps your powers or whatever. And there are vampire nests you can take out. Okay. To clear that, but that's temporary. It sounds like it sounds like come back. So like the, it's interesting, and it sounds like those are dynamic. It's not like they're not like story nests. Like that's like any of like three dozen buildings can become a nest or something. Because I went and did one. It actually ports you kind of underground to this like this is where some of the juicy stuff comes in. Like this very like twisted reality version of the town mm-hmm. under mm-hmm. underground where you have to fight a ton of vampires and then go like kill a vampire heart. Um, Okay. And and that's an interesting thing where you kill the vampire heart then it spawns a shitload of loot around you, but you have like 30 seconds to get out before it collapses. So you're basically just like frantically trying to grab as much of the loot at the end of one of those nests as you can and get out before the timer ends. Um, But apparently they will reinfest new nests. So Uh there is some push pull of, you know, I've got to I've got to like try to keep these nests cleared to not have to deal with extra shit out there.
0: Okay. Uh, I,
1: yeah. So I see where you're going you, with this. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have I didn't I never managed to trigger this fully, but you have like basically a wanted level almost. Hmm. Uh, like a rook meter. There's like a there's like a super vampire called the rook. The rook. Um, and you and once you fill that meter up, you will trigger a rook storm, and the rook will show up and basically flatten you apparently it's like apparently it's like beatable, but extremely difficult to beat. Oh, okay. it's like the pterodactyl and joust. Sure.
0: OK, if great. that, if that exactly. helps you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's exactly. I like can that. relate to it. Thank
1: you. I'm, I'm sure it's the kind of thing that as you upgrade through the course of the game, you have a much better chance of going toe to toe with the rook. OK, but that meter goes. It's like a vampire anger meter. And basically, as you kill vampires and especially the heavy vampires, uh, that meter continues to fill. I don't know if there's a way to bring it back down, actually. I didn't figure that out. Are you or doing if, it? Or you, you may just have to deal with the Rook every so often.
0: So you always got to deal with the Rook. Um, It's funny. It sounds like a... It, I feel like I kind of am getting a sense of what this game is. It's still very action, right?
1: Oh, yeah. It's 100% so, a first-person shooter okay. with powers. Yeah, like the uh, guns are, you know, it's all rifles, shotguns, pistols. Uh, vampires can't be killed by bullets, though. So there's basically there's like a whole class of weapons that are basically there to kill vampires with. Okay. Um, you can ship their health down. Yeah. So you can ship their health. down. So a lot of weapons will drop with a stake kind of bayonet on them. Okay. Basically it's just a little icon on the weapon in the inventory that shows if it has a stake or not. So with those, you can ship their health down and put them like into a stun state and you can go up and stake their heart and actually kill them. (laughs) um, Yes, they also can be turned to stone by UV lights. So there's like straight up UV beam weapons. And I saw some footage that they put out for this of like a UV grenade. And that's straight up just turn them to stone, go up and shatter them. And then I guess you could also burn them to death. What? Uh, uh, Bullets do not work against vampires, though.
0: Why are they there, these four people? What's Uh, their deal? Where are they going in life? What's their motivation? I I
1: didn't get a ton on the backstory. Like I said, we didn't see the intro. Okay. I thought I just, I just gather there are people who are stuck on this Island and are fed up with vampires. (laughs) Uh, I guess Um, I know I would be. (laughs) Yeah. It seems, it seems cool. Like it's like mostly pretty familiar parts in terms of open world shooters, you know, with, with activities spread around the map. Shooting feels good though. Like the powers seem reasonably interesting across the different characters. Um, trying to think what else like I got a good ways into the story mission they had for us and it was this big mansion that like they've they've kept harping on because you know they're the immersive sim people or they're one of the studios that are known for that and they kept you know they keep saying like hey it's you know it's like all our games we give you options on how to approach things and how to get into buildings and you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. like I saw some of that like it was kind of a big estate that I was going to to search through to do this story quest and like you could kind of approach the mansion from kind of however and get in different ways. So there did, there did seem to seem to be some of that. And there's like stealth. They're basically like gargoyle searchlights at this mansion, big, big gargoyles or vampires that look like gargoyles, Mm -hmm. like perched up on the roof with kind of spotlight vision that you had to avoid stuff like that. So there is stealth and, you know, that kind of immersive sim type stuff seemingly, but I don't know how much, also, that.
0: I, w- I wonder how that'll play in the multiplayer parts of somebody's, somebody's like, could you restart a mission if somebody triggers the, um, alarms or is it, is it kind of like, Nope, just roll with it. This is a, this is a story mission and we just got to go with it. And, uh, could you just restart? I don't it?
1: know. Yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. Uh, yeah, they, they, they were not doing multiplayer at this event. So
0: does it seem like, okay. So that being said, They're not doing multiplayer at this event. Does it seem, because this whole thing seemed like a multiplayer focused thing. Does that seem, I know you said it's kind of a surprise or big takeaway that you can play this fully in single player. Does it seem like they're leaning into that more or are they trying to promote the single player part of it? Because it really seemed like a multiplayer experience. The part where they didn't show it off multiplayer to you seems odd.
1: I mean that that might be why they focused on single player here was like, hey, we need people to know that this is yeah, a game you can play. However, or maybe you know, maybe it's just they needed more polish time on the multiplayer stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah, hard to say. And again, we didn't really see any story stuff. I don't really know how kind of major cutscenes and story beats play out. But how do you, you know? F- lots of games do that with optional co-op and story stuff. So,
0: where do you fall on kind of the arcane-ish combat? Uh, stuff. Are you like a Dishonored fan? Are you, do you like that? Do you uh, like Dishonored, how they play?
1: Dishonored has never really stuck for me. Mm, I really me I really liked Prey the 2017 Prey okay. quite a bit. Um, Wait, what was, was the
2: game p- they put out super recently?
1: Super recently?
2: Uh Oh, the, uh, the one where oh, Die Rinser I completely yeah. Yeah. forgot
1: about it. yeah Death I thought the gunplay in Deathloop was totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, this this played fine. Like this, I I had no real complaints about the action in this.
0: Okay, great. Um, uh, I'm kind of excited for it now. They just uh, now we just got to figure out a way to get this onto the uh, PlayStation ecosystem so I can mm, play with my brothers.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually saw like a headline going around this morning, like that Redfall was in development for PS5 before the buyout. <laughs> uh of course it was. I mean, <laughs> probably didn't need to be said, but.
0: Microsoft is Xbox games is going to promise that these, that Redfall will come to every platform, uh, a 10 year deal to bring all of Bethesda's uh, games to every platform. No. It's going to, it's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, in case, in case it d- needs to be said, this is uh, Microsoft's, be- Microsoft's Bethesda. So this will be on the Xbox. Microsoft's
2: Bethesda's Arcanes. <laughs> yes. Um.
0: <clears throat> if you have game pass look for it on may 2nd on your game pass Mm -hmm. uh if you don't look for it on your pc or your xbox
2: uh very soon uh, this is uh shaping up to be i feel like gonna be a pretty solid summer for gaming yeah if you count stuff that's coming out in may that you will probably be playing throughout the summer i think this year i think i think video games are back I think they're back. I mean, you got a you got a Zelda coming out in
0: the
1: summer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, you got a Zelda coming out this week. You You might even have some more
2: Counter Strike uh, coming for God's sakes. Oh yeah, we'll We'll talk about that more later. Uh, Um, You got? uh, I just it feels like now here's the video games. Street Fighter, right? Yeah, or
1: or all three Tekken's coming later this year,
2: but not by summer. But it's coming.
0: I think it's coming later this year. Diablo, Pikmin. Supposed to come, yeah. My, the, Minecraft
1: Legends is out in like a month. I think that Advanced Minecraft. Wars
0: is out soon. Uh, yep, yep. Jedi Survivor, yeah. De- Dead Island's even coming out. We're back, Dude. baby.
1: <laughs> Too many video games. You're right. Uh, they
2: should they should make less of them.
0: And that Horizon DLC. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's, so, yes. That's still they just happen, put out a right? trailer for that. Okay. Yeah. Video games. Um, yeah. I I am I am optimistic about this game. Cool. It seemed cool. Uh you know remains to be seen like will the open world activities continue to be interesting over time or will they get repetitive i don't know
0: and the character Um, progression i need to know um that's a that's one of those things that's so deflating is like do you dump all your points into one character or can you share them across multiple characters because yeah
1: again that's hard to say
0: i'll tell you my preference it's share them across your characters because Mm -hmm. uh putting a bunch of points into one character then feeling like you can't switch anymore Kind
1: of I, I would guess you're probably earning points per character. I would I probably say. guess
2: that as well.
1: Um, I would guess it. Is.
2: That sounds like what you're guessing.
1: Maybe. That's what I'm I, guessing. This what's possible. I mean, they might, you know, they might want to facilitate you being able to swap characters at any time, even by yourself. And so they might yeah. say, hey, hey, just pick whoever and upgrade them and go.
0: Look, if you're doing multiplayer, there's probably got to be some kind of scaling, right? Um, so uh, if, if. Oh, you, for sure.
1: Well, probably. Yeah, it's hard to say. So if you're, um.
0: If you know if you're level twenty five and I'm level zero and we want to play together, they're probably gonna to have to do something about that. Whether they they kind of nerf you or boost me up, I don't know. We'll see. Don't you? That's for the developers to, to find me. out. I'm just here. I will nerf you whenever I want. No. Um. That's for them to find out and for me to play. Uh, that's Redfall. Like we said, coming out early May, May second to an Xbox or PC near you. Uh, oh.
1: Yes, I'm. I'm watching the trailer on the Steam page right now. I guess they're adding two more heroes after launch.
0: No kidding. No kidding. Yes, are they part of, like for free, or do you have to get no. some season pass?
1: I believe that's part of the hero pass. No, okay.
0: no. This is how this is how they get you on the Game Pass. Mm-hmm. This is how they get you. It's how they get you. It's how they get you. Every time. <laughs> how they get you. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about Chia. a game over on the other side of the woods here over on the PlayStation side and the PCs. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Uh, Rad shoemaker Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions.
2: I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point... I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore.
0: You had to take time out of your
2: day, my busy schedule,
0: your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle?
1: I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the
0: world we live in. If you need help, boy guys i got some uh, i got some news for you rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place it says here that most people think they're spending 80 dollars on their subscriptions but in reality the number is closer to 200. my god what are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com next nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash Nexlander. Rocketmoney.com slash Nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we're back. And let's talk a little bit about Chia. 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 Uh, ch- 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 Chia.
1: God damn it. I was just about. I, was- I
0: said it twice. I was left it hanging out there to see if anybody would I take was- it. Can you do it in the sing-song voice?
1: I'm just about to say, like, man, look at us not making that joke. Yes,
0: look how mature we are.
2: I'm not that mature. Never (laughs) have been.
0: Well, I got good news for you. This game seems like somebody who is for a uh, pure and good of heart and young. I'm out. And, and idealistic. This Chia is a, uh, I'm just going to say out of the gate here, if you haven't heard of it or seen any of it, it's basically a, a Wind Waker meets uh, Mario Odyssey-like
1: uh, game. Meets meets Breath of the Wild.
2: Yeah, it meets Breath of the Wild. But it's, it at least from what I've played of it so far, it feels like it is a lot of the more low-key aspects of those games, and not as much of the, let's say, sword fighting.
0: Oh, no, no. The, yeah, this is a very forgiving, very exploration, very vibes like based game. I would say. Yes.
1: Is is there any combat? I mean, I've done the. Uh, well, we'll get into it. Let's yeah, you have a slingshot. I've done. Well, I've got. Yeah, you start with that. I mean, I, I've done the like take out the camp of fabric monsters thing.
0: So that's the only combat I've found so far or the against the fabric monsters, the the cloth monsters. I forget what they're called in the game.
1: The mana, I believe, is what they're called. But but even there, you're just using your possession powers to manipulate objects to fight them. What I mean is you never get a melee weapon or anything, right? I don't think so. Okay.
0: Uh this game seems like a kind of love letter to um is it New Caledonia? New Caledonia. new Caledonia. It's
1: like pretty charming when you like start a new game and they're just like, "Yo, hold up, yeah. play, hang on. We want like <laughs> to tell you a little bit about what inspired this game and there's like straight up some photographs and information about the island."
2: Yeah, it's an it- island that exists off the coast of like New Zealand. Uh, it's kind of in the same general range as like Tahiti uh and some other like island chains in that area. It is part of the French. I think it's still part I think the French still technically are the government for it.
0: Okay, I I really don't know much much about it. It seems like you know they say hey this game this game is all in French and what I assume and the, the is the local yeah, I language. I can't
1: remember what the indigenous language is, but yeah. Uh,
0: and so it's subtitled for the most part. Uh, they go they kind of mention also the uh, voice actors and actresses and everybody involved. Pretty much from music to everything is also local. Um, they, they are local or, or they have tried to cast local. They, yeah, like they said, they kind of go out of their way to say. This is this represents something very personal. Uh, I think one of the developers is uh or it's not the whole team, right? It's just I think no, it's the, the two co-founders of the studio, I believe. I think, okay. I think it was
1: just one of them. I think it said one of the co-founders is from there.
0: Okay. The there's a stake in it and I, I think they're and so this takes place uh in a kind of mythical version. The, the the setup is these kids are are hearing a tale that takes place in this area. Um, and uh, you kind of get this mythical version of this very idyllic, beautiful landscape and island, and everybody seems pretty nice except for kind of the cartoonish villain that is in it. But I don't know how far you guys got, things go pretty weird in this game, okay? Um, uh, in ways that are, um, you know, how you sometimes. You have the Disney version of a fairy tale that's sanitized. Let's say like a Grimm version. The Grimm's version gets sanitized through Disney and you're like, you're you're exposed to the real version. You're like, oh, they like cut the wolf open and like, yeah, yeah. And there's some stuff in there that's like, okay, this is probably based off of something culturally, but that's pretty damn dark, man. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh,
1: The only thing I've seen is early on when one of the villains henchmen straight up just kind of gets slashed across the face with a machete. No, there's, I don't want to spoil
0: too much about the game, but there's, there's some other stuff that I was like, this is a perfect game for my kids. And not that it's not, but there's some stuff in there that's like, we'll have to have a little conversation about that part.
1: Huh.
2: But the majority of what seems like you're doing is you're kind of traveling between islands on your little boat. And then you're, it seems like there is a lot of gathering things for other people.
0: Yes, you are. uh, I've played a decent amount so far. I think I'm in like, I don't know how long this game goes, but I'm in like chapter eight, chapter seven, okay. or eight. Um It is, the the setup is your dad is kidnapped by this kind of big bad. And it's his mercenary henchman, looking yeah, guy uh, was kind of keeping you a secret um, because of mysterious reasons is kidnapped. You go on a quest to go save your dad. Uh, the big bad also happens to be like the new uh, ruler of the region that nobody really is too fond of. You get the sense that things are, are uh, there are nefarious plots afoot, and to go have a meeting. Oh gosh, my memory is terrible. What is the name of the presentation of goods to uh, the kind of?
1: Um, I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. The kotume okay. K- 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 or something. Y- yes. Those lines? So,
0: so there's a kind of it seems like a cultural um, standard of you present something to someone to you bring gifts. You bring gifts, and uh, so you're kind of initially collecting these gifts to so you can see this uh, local ruler. And you're going to collect a bunch of stuff, and along the way, you're collecting more stuff to get the, to get the other stuff. And um, you realize in the story pretty quickly that Chia has a special gift, which lets her mario odyssey her way into all sorts of animals and objects mm-hmm. to take them over and she gets a little full instead of a hat she has like a little flower in her hair I, yes a-
1: it's like the best thing in the game is like you, when i possessed a boar for the first time and the boar was wearing the flower just like yeah i was as a human
0: so you could be a boar a bird you could be a I, coconut
1: and they learned like mario odyssey had the mustache yep this game has the flower
0: uh all sorts of things each thing mostly each thing has um, uh, a set of abilities. Some things don't have an ability, but most things have an ability uh, that you can use. It's not super heavy on puzzle solving though. So I haven't been in any situation yet in my time playing where I was like, I need to be this specific thing to solve this specific puzzle. One of the few times I need to be something that explodes to take down these statues that are around the island, but that is about it. Mostly, I am getting into a bird and going. Uh, my go-to is bird to uh, to go. You also have uh, a ukulele, which you can uh, change into a banjo or some other musical instrument. There's a lot
2: of... Um, There's a decent co- amount of customization yeah. there for your character.
0: Yeah, a lot of cosmetic stuff, but essentially, it is your uh, ocarina. Mm-hmm. And you can you can learn special tunes on it to do things like let's say change the time of day, yeah. uh, summon specific kinds of animals if you want to, and you learn a few quite a few more uh, than that.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm kind of into the Zelda mashup stuff here. Like yeah, the, the Wind Waker stuff is the you have a musical instrument and you play melodies on it to make things happen, and also you have a boat to sail around, which is. Pretty much exactly the wind waker boat minus the having to catch the wind mechanic, which yeah, yes, nice, good on, good on them for taking that out. Yeah. Also,
2: I feel like the oceanic sailing does not take nearly as long to get from place to place as <laughs> yeah. most of the wind waker stuff.
1: Stuff so there's way more land mass in this, and stuff is much closer together. Um, but also, it's just very nice not having to worry about catching the wind, not having enough. And then, and then the Breath of the Wild stuff is they straight up have the stamina mechanic, which with free climbing and the hang glider kind of thing. Yes. Uh, Like that all. And even those little camps that you're fighting are kind of similar. Yeah. To the little kind of modeling camps.
0: So they also have shrines um, that you you can enter, but that have a little puzzle inside. But the puzzles are pretty small. Like one puzzle was just quote unquote puzzle was just play along with the song with the ukulele. There's a lot. It's like a decent amount of songs in this game. Like you, you will go. You will have gameplay, and I would say there's a seventy percent chance when you hit a cutscene, you're going to be playing music, or, or music is going to be happening. Which they allow you to auto. There's like a um, rhythm game that you can do with it while you're playing the ukulele, or you can opt out of it and just have it auto do it. Yeah. And then I would, I now just do the auto thing because I have to read the subtitles, and I can't read, yeah. the, I can't read the subtitles and watch the scene and do the rhythm game at the same time. So. Uh, but it's a very forgiving game. It is very wholesome. What might is, call it cozy? It is a it could be a cozy game. Yes, I would I would call it that. It's charming. Uh, I think Chia is a fun character. She's she's got kind of a cool vibe to her. Uh, the um, uh, environment you're in also is like I said, it's kind of idyllic and beautiful, and and you know the people seem nice. Uh, they kind of have like a. Um, you know, it's a stylized game, so everybody kind of looks uh, of a of a it, certain style.
1: It it's got it's got a pretty strong Pixar kind of vibe to me. Yeah, a it's, bit.
0: You know, it's not it's maybe not the most polished thing, but it's pretty dang good it, for. Yeah, the performance
1: on on PS five is kind of my only real complaint about it. It does not have a sixty FPS option, and even the default thirty is not very stable. Like, it's got some performance issues for sure. It's interesting. Yeah. I
2: haven't really noticed a lot of that, though. I, I mean, I'm I'm probably only about like three or four hours into it, so maybe I just haven't seen anything that was like too taxing. But like, other than some frame rate drops here and there, I haven't noticed much. It's more like for me, it's more just some loosey goosey
0: stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fast travel, I don't love. Uh, you, like uh, we said, you have this boat, and you can you can fast travel to docks. Between docks, you you can't just fast travel to a dock. You have to, uh, and you could respawn your boat there. So if you go pretty far afield of your boat, um, you kind of have to get to a another dock to get your boat back if you want to spawn it there or fast travel back to someplace else. Though once you start bouncing into different animals, I kind of just gave up on the boat for the most part because I'm just. And once you you can get more um magic juice. It's different than your stamina. I figure they call it your spirit meter. I think it is by doing those shrines. So. My recommendation is as soon as you open up the shrines, just do as many as you can so that you can stay inside of an animal for longer, which helps you just traverse the landscape faster. If you're just in a bird, you could just fly. I thought Um, that
1: smelled bad on the outside. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh, Eating food will uh, you regenerate. It looks like up to about half of your, your um, spirit meter. I think because when I had three, I think I got two back. And when I got, um, when I have six now, I get three back. So I think it's like a round half. Um, that you regenerate. Other than that, you have to eat to get it back. Uh, I'm gonna play more of it. I really like it. Uh, it's like I said. There's some weird stuff in there that is. I. It's not a problem. It's just. It just comes out of left field. And you're like, whoa, whoa, hey just, whoa. Um. Which, but that's fun. I, I yeah, like
1: it's, it. It's 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 got some neat ideas. Like I, I enjoy that they let you just shove basically anything into your backpack, including yes. like live animals, mm-hmm. and just pull them out whenever. So because of the possession stuff, you can just carry around things that would be convenient to possess on a moment's notice and just yeah. whip out, whip out a bird or whatever.
0: So you'll, you you'll, need it. you'll not even need that shortly because you can summon birds with your ukulele soon. Okay. Um, or other animals, but I always, why would not you do a bird? The bird, why flies. wouldn't you do a bird? Why wouldn't you do a bird? Uh, the other thing that is kind of neat, but, uh, can be a little pain in the booty Is um the the part where you're on the boat steering you can't manage the sails like uh so like as you're as you're nearing a land Mm -hmm. I just run that boat aground all the time like you you because you have to take your hand off the tiller the till and then um go to the sails or drop the anchor real quick and I just but you could just shove the boat like Brad said you just push the boat back into the water it's kind of fun but I do wish. You could separately manage the sales. Um, Navigating on the on the landmass is also kind of interesting because they don't necessarily show you where you are on the map. They give you
2: the general area. That's kind of my one beef with the map system is that I kind of wish there was at least like a a mini map indication. Like there's a compass that kind of if you if you pin something, it will at least point you in the direction of the thing you pinned. But I would love just a little bit more recognition of where you are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that changes at some point because. So far, they only mark your last known location at a road sign. Yeah. And when you do the straight up click left stick to show me where I am, it just shows a giant radius on the map. And she's like, well, I think I'm somewhere in here,
0: which again is Alice, just like you said, is a little weird because you can just put a pin on the map and it'll just show you kind of where that is on the can, map. So you can kind
1: of you can kind of triangulate your location that yeah, way. Yeah, you kind of
0: just you're like, oh, do I need to go north to get to this objective? I'll just put a pin on it, or or the objectives are pretty marked on your map pretty clearly too. Yeah. So it's a little weird. I I get the sense they kind of just want you to. Be a little. They did it for an immersive reason, but I don't know if it's really working as well as they intended in that. Yeah,
2: I, I think the thing they want is for you just to wander around and yeah. not really worry too much about whether you're like laser focused on the next thing, right? But you yeah. know, that's unfortunately that is a hard thing for me to untrain my brain to do in open world games. Yeah, it's yeah, it's
1: neat. It's very chill. It's yes. very chill. Yeah, apparently, I mean, apparently, very small development team. So like understandable but i hope i hope they do try to iron out some of the performance issues a little bit
2: i want uh, you to say and understand when i say this i don't mean this in a negative context it does kind of feel like that and i don't mean in a it is lacking content or it feels like rickety in a way because so few people worked on it it's just that it has a very intimate feel to it and yeah. the open world that they have created it it has some space to it but it is not like super expansive it's more just like no, I mean, there's this limited area you can go around, but there's a lot of stuff you can kind of find if you just poke around.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's ba- it's two main islands in each one of them. I haven't tried this, but I would guess you could probably run across either island in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. 20, you de- maybe.
0: You definitely go faster than you think you will uh, once, um, once and you're also, booking.
1: D- yeah, and also the story progress ticks up pretty fast in the kind of, you know, you're this, this many through the game thing in the journal. Yeah. Like by the time you even get out into the open world, you're like six, eight percent through the story or something like that. Oh,
0: really? Oh, does it have a
2: percentage ticker? It in does. It? Though, though I feel like once they put, dump you in there, like that percentage ticker stops going up at nearly the same yeah. speed.
1: Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna spend a ton of time just doing the collecting stuff. Yeah, stuff uh, at that point, and it'll slow down some. But it does sound like it is relatively short on the story. Well, uh, um, I do I do like when they give you the map though. You just see that they're like, here's. Here's Island. I can't remember the names. There's like a Island a and Island B. There might be some other islands out there that weren't documented on the map. Like it does sound like if you sail around, you might, I got a third in. Island. Oh, it, like a, a full one.
0: Eh, it was a small one. It was part of the okay. story.
1: Okay.
0: Um, it's neat. I uh, yeah. I haven't had too much performance stuff on the, on the PlayStation five either, but I, I'm also not usually as sensitive to that stuff. It's, it's more just kind of like, um you know, some i fell through the world you know like uh yeah there's some like some some stuff in it that's like oh all right you know the controls can feel a little loose at times a little weird or but i really like it uh, my, i'm really excited to get my kids to play because i think they're gonna dig it my daughter's gonna love it she loves any game where you can control an animal and this is this oh, is yeah. that this is that Basically. so she played tokyo jungle yet no can okay. you play that on the on a Is that available for ps5
1: no okay. uh, well i mean probably through ps now or whatever uh, right. yeah
2: i think that's the deal
0: um and also you can poop as the birds as a seagull especially as
1: you should
2: be able
0: to yeah and as the cow there's a poop button right there uh a seagull's number one feature pooping that was what they're known for that's chia it is uh thirty dollars it's a, it's a charmer it's it's a very charming game i like it a lot uh Available on PS4, PS5, and PC coming soon. But when we before we got in here, it hadn't released on Steam yet. So I assume
1: it's no. It's, it's an Epic Epic exclusive. It's Oh,
0: Epic. that's why. Okay.
1: Steam okay. usually when Steam just says coming soon like that, it's because there's an <laughs> Epic exclusive in place.
0: Okay. Good. Uh, okay. Good to know. All right. That's Chia. Moving on to Diablo Four, the beta. beta. oh The I well I guess the open beta happened then. Or no, that's this. No, that's this weekend. That's what's. Um, Diablo four, the, the closed dish beta happened. Obviously it's a beta. So take what we say with, um, beta, beta salt. Uh, but from what I played aside from any queuing or technical stuff there, it's pretty, it seems like a pretty good Diablo. I don't really, I'm not a Diablo master. I think I played them all at this point. I want to say I've beaten them all, not including okay,
2: DLC. Okay, but have you played the mobile one?
1: Oh, no. I did. So I
2: guess you can't say you have. No, Brad has. That's why, Brad. Diablo expert. What do you I think of Diablo 4?
1: I didn't really play Diablo 2, though. What? So I can't say I have.
2: Okay, you've probably at least booted it up at least once
1: in your lifetime, though, right? I never owned it. Wow. Back in the day. Huh. I never owned Diablo 1, actually, for that matter. What? Now that I think about it. And for some reason, I feel like StarCraft and
0: Diablo are like go hand in hand. If had, you had one, you had the other.
1: Nope. I had uh, a lot of friends that had Diablo and got my fill there.
0: Uh, it what wasn't allowed in your household? Nope. that box was pretty scary. Uh,
1: no, no devil under this. One. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: um, it's um, I I like it so far. I so I can't really speak to what's difference different between let's say a Diablo uh, two, three, or four but it seems to play very well. The loot drops out really nicely Uh, on the PC side is, which is where I played. They uh, have now a standard dash slash roll button. I want to say that was only on the console side in the previous iteration.
1: I think that's right in three.
0: Um, And so, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a gross game. It seems Seems like they're going all in on the they, horror side. They, of they
1: really seem to have taken the, I mean, if they've said this since they've revealed the game, like the criticisms about three being too cartoony or too bright and colorful to art. Yeah. Because this thing is like grim dark and gothic and
2: yeah,
0: those cutscenes are, uh, they're something
2: it's, here's uh, a bunch of fucking, you know, psychotic villagers in the most <laughs> snow capped and depressed place you've ever seen in your goddamn life. And also what if we made a fucking flesh cape?
1: yeah (laughs) just like let's let's uh, let's have all these villagers beat this man to death with like sadistic maniacal glee on their face yes uh it seems pretty raw um so
0: so in the beta we had access to um sorceress barbarian rogue rogue and was it was there a fighter i think it was just forgets
1: well, Is I there three three didn't have like fighter and barbarian it was just barbarian i don't know
0: i'd have to double check i played uh the sorceress uh and you played as a rogue brad right mm-hmm. um and i don't know Played. it was fun i had a good yeah, time like
1: yeah like i i'm also not a diablo expert i can't pick any nuanced design changes apart but it very much feels like a diablo game like they it very much feels like they made one of those with, you know, different different art treatment and stuff, but in terms of skill tree and loot drops and the whole thing, like, it feels quite familiar. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the big thing, which we didn't really get to see in the beta and we would have maybe if we had played more of it and it is open this weekend, is the kind of more MMO-ish open uh, seamless multiplayer stuff. You know, we did see it in the town. Like, there's yeah. there's people just running around, you know, like, people just match into your game and you will run into people out there doing stuff and it sounds like there are more world events and more randomly generated dungeons and stuff like that
0: so we tried you know again it was in beta we tried uh we had trouble connecting to each other for co-op but yeah we saw some we saw people online uh running around uh i like that stuff that'll get
1: ironed out Hopefully, yeah, I like, th- I guess my biggest cons- criticism of old and past Diablo is it just can get kind of rote at some point. And mm-hmm. so something with a little more randomization to it in terms of what you're going to run into out there is appealing.
2: The roteness is also kind of the point, though. Well, is what I've always gathered people. from people who well, really like those games.
1: Well, I mean, it goes both ways. Some people want the loot. People, some people just want a like mindless podcast game where they can just mm-hmm. like kill 30 enemies at a time and pick up a bunch of cool loot. Um. But even within that, you still want the objectives you're doing to be interesting, and the places you're going to be different and varied.
0: Yeah, like MMO. Um, yeah. Th- uh, you played on the PlayStation Five. No. Uh, Series oh, sorry. S. Series S. Uh, uh, you played on a console. Was my point. Uh, the S- controls, controller stuff, seemed fine, right? Yeah,
1: it's fine. Yeah, they they totally figured that stuff out with three. So that's uh, definitely fine. It did look a little grungy in spots on, on the, the S. S
0: right. Uh, but, I just looked up the classes. It was, yeah, you're right. It's barbarian sorcerers and uh, uh, rogue and then druid and necromancer were the ones that were locked up. Uh, for some reason, I thought there were four. Uh, character creator stuff is pretty deep. I'll, yeah, there, I'll say. there's
1: more. Yeah. By Diablo standards, definitely more there in terms of just variables. on yeah. Characters. Yeah. Like I'm like I, I trying to remember to three.
0: I don't I remember.
1: I think at mo- it's been a while since I played three. I think at most they just had like maybe multiple faces you could apply or something like that. I don't but remember it was very limited. This, this is, is, this is, this is much more, you can make a more customized character. And also they seem to be showing that character a lot more close up. Yeah. Like they, they use the, they use your character in cutscenes, and you see him very close up on the select screen, stuff like that.
0: It's a decent amount, at least in the beta, there was a decent amount of, um, cinematics and, um, uh, not just overhead storytelling. I mean, there's also a decent amount of overhead storytelling. Uh, but yeah, it's, I don't, it's very, di- I, my hope is that people who really like Diablo are going to really like Diablo 4, because it seems seems like that. But uh, I'm not the one to make that judgment. I did enjoy my time in the beta, but it sounds like they're wiping beta progress. Is that right? Yeah, I know oh, yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that game comes out this summer, like we said. June, I think, is uh Diablo. Not that far off. No, no. Uh, and then we have the open beta, and I don't know if there's anything else going on beta wise. I don't know if they have t- too much time, two months before the rollout of that thing. Uh, for, for everywhere, we're everywhere. Yeah,
1: uh, the they- response seems pretty strong. Yeah, from what okay. I've seen, I have I've mostly seen very positive impressions around.
0: I heard we were pretty close to the, the, kind of the end of that beta. That's what some of our
2: people in the chat said uh, from yeah, where we I, were. I
1: think you can keep grinding if you want. Hmm. Like the, yeah, I think there's
2: a, there is a level cap, but yeah, level, you are allowed to go past the, a certain point.
1: The, the, the level cap is 25, and so I definitely saw people saying, like, I hit level 25 this weekend. Like you okay. could definitely just play a shitload of it, but as far as story content, it sounded like it was only a couple hours of like actual story missions.
0: So you can either listen, you can either get in there if you're interested on June 6th. Uh or you could wait maybe a couple of months and see if it's on Game Pass in 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 a uh, They
1: have they've, they've said pretty strongly it will not be on Game Pass, I believe. Forever.
2: Are they willing Maybe to not. sign a 10-year deal to that effect?
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd have to look it up. I saw that headline go around that somebody, somebody oh, really? in a decision-making capacity. Oh, I think it was was it Rod Ferguson that said it. Yes. Uh, we have no plans for the game. to. Well, I'm paraphrasing. We've been getting some questions about Diablo 4 and Game Pass, and I want to let you know we have no plans for that. All right. Uh, I, you know, Blizzard is in that rarefied position where they know they can get away with that. Where they know everybody will pay full price for it, so uh, there's probably—I mean, fucking—talking about Blizzard and Blizzard culture is pretty fraught these days. Mm-hmm. But there definitely, I'm sure, is also some institutional mentality there of like our games are premium products; we're not putting them on any subscription service.
0: I wonder what I'll, if that if that acquisition goes through. I, you know, do they get an exemption for Blizzard stuff? Probably. I don't
1: know. That's almost, weird. almost, almost definitely I would say. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I, yeah, any, anything can change, but also, that's also something that you can hold in reserve for like a year or two. Especially and, and for drop, stuff that's
0: announced, but yeah.
1: Drop drop way down the line after, you know, basically everybody who was going to buy this has already paid full price for it, and, and then <laughs> people who are on the fence about it, you can finally be like, hey, now it's on Game Pass.
0: Also, Blizzard, we'll see what happens in the future. Blizzard puts out a game every 6 years so it's not that not that pressing an issue. Uh and with this with Diablo coming out, <laughs> I guess and Overwatch out, I do they have anything else cooking?
1: Um gosh. Just more what WoW else stuff else I, I Do expect? they Yeah, the last Dragonflight just came out last fall, right? Um what do they have on the docket? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Are they still doing their um their Dota esque thing. What's the what's theirs? No.
1: Well, oh well, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, I assume that's still playable. Okay, I believe I'm sure you can still download and play it. I think they stopped doing esports stuff with that quite a while ago.
0: How about their card game?
2: Is that uh, the
1: Hearthstone still? I don't know. Alex might know better than me.
2: <laughs> My understanding uh, is it's still going. It is still a going concern, and they they yeah, do I mean, are still doing is. updated content for it.
1: Yeah, as far as how big it is, I don't know, but it's, I I think mean, it's it was still gigantic. One
2: of, I think it's still one of the bigger card yeah. battling games online out there, though I imagine that like, you know, Marvel Snap has probably cut into some of that. Mm.
1: Yeah. I'd I'd be shocked if Hearthstone is not still completely huge. Um, like StarCraft is pretty much on ice at this point, like RTS in general is. Nobody involved uh, in Overwatch
2: 2 seems very happy these days.
1: Yeah did not ex- pick up some to some extent that's any game with an online community but or competitive game but still
2: this this is purely my perception of it but my perception of it is that a lot of people came back when the sequel came out and most of the people who stuck around were the most annoying people who play overwatch
1: fair Interesting. fair um yeah they have nothing else announced past diablo 4
0: okay uh, i mean so, that's that's we got that one coming out so we'll see oh, um they, they i can't remember they do blizzcons every year or just when there are announcements
1: Typically every year. Every I mean, year. the the pandemic disrupted that a little bit. Okay. But at, and they were kind of heyday over the last fifteen plus years. 20, God, twenty years almost. Uh, yeah, it was definitely an annual thing.
0: And are they in the summer?
1: Um, it has varied some again, mostly with the pandemic. I okay. think it was like October-ish, I want to say traditionally.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll find out more. Hey, listen, it could be a very weird landscape for Blizzard, Activision, and Microsoft come next. Yeah.
1: Liscount. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are a lot of stories out of it. Well, they lost a ton of, well, A, they lost a lot of people for very legitimate reasons, but they also have been bleeding kind of like design leads and stuff for quite a while. Yeah. Like, you know, the like Dustin Browder, that, were, that was the director of the StarCraft two games, left. There, there's, like, there's like three studios right now that are like kind of big ex-Blizzard designers doing RTS and similar stuff like that.
0: So. You know, I guess it's worth mentioning before the Microsoft Blizzard Activision merger story dominated all of that news. Blizzard had was in the news cycle for very shitty reasons, uh, for culture and, you know, uh, workplace reasons. That was, yeah. that was no, yeah. it's not that long ago.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, but it would, yeah. But also on top of that, it's, there's also been stories about, they just kind of don't seem to know internally what they should be doing. There was that, sure. There was that battlefield style Starcraft game that they prototyped a bunch of that <laughs> got reported on. Mm-hmm. That got canceled. Um, seems like they were kind of not, you know, they didn't really seem to know where to go next with a lot of their stuff. So nice. Microsoft coming in potentially probably is going to change a lot of strategic direction. I don't know.
0: And didn't um, who who just came back to in some kind of advisory role? This storytelling. Uh, story time uh Metzen. Metzen.
1: Chris Metzen came back to. I think he's working on WoW specifically.
0: Okay. Um, all right. Diablo 4, that was the uh, closed beta, open beta going on this weekend, and then release er, uh, June, early June there. Uh, Alex Navarro. Yes? You said to me before this podcast, I said, how's that WWE 2K uh, 23? And you said, I think it might be pretty good.
2: Yeah. I. So this is the thing I've been wrestling with over the last week. Nice. Uh-huh. Um, Is that Uh, It's been so long since I've enjoyed a new one of these games that I can't tell if it's that this game is actually just okay, and I'm just down that bad or if it's actually kind of good. And I think it might actually be kind of good. So at the very least, you're saying this is a well-made one of these types of games, but it might be even beyond that. Well, so here's what it is, is that inevitably the last several years when one of these has come out, I will play it for coverage purposes, I will see how far I can make it past that, and usually it is not very far. Uh, okay. There is a point where I just kind of like get tired of it, or I'm, I'm just not having that much fun, and so I just ditch out. Um, I haven't done that yet, and I did that a lot faster the last previous few sequels, so... The thing is, I don't think any of the modes are super exciting to me. Um, You know, I'm not really that invested in stuff like the showcase mode or, you know, the career mode or any of that stuff. But to me, the bellwether is, am I enjoying actually just playing this? Like, sitting down, like, having matches, you know, playing against the AI, doing whatever. And the thing that I think this game finally kind of gets to, which is what they've been striving for for a while is that they have created a system that actually feels like it matches the ebb and flow of a real-life wrestling match. Like, it has Mm -hmm. the momentum swings, and they are balanced in a way to where it doesn't feel frustrating, uh, which is where I think they were sometimes having struggles with that. So, like, you know, my my scientific test every time is, can I put a couple of computer players into a match, and will they produce something that is at least exciting to watch? And I've actually found that, yes— is the answer to that question. Like, there is some real hype shit that can happen in those matches when a player is not involved, and then when you get a player involved, it is also very fun. So, <laughs> I'm shocked. Because <laughs> he seems stunned. I don't think it's flawless. Like, there, there yeah. are still some balancing issues and, and a few bugs here and there, but, like, it's way better Good than for them. one of these has been in a while. And I will just say right now... If your thing is downloading people's creations and getting versions of like wrestlers that aren't in this game into the game, those tools have gotten ridiculous. Like I am downloading some models now, some some characters, uh, and it's you really have to kind of squint to not to know that was not made by the people who make this game.:
1: Are, are you talking? specific real living wrestlers yes. that we're not in the game. You're not talking Homer Simpson and, and the Joker. You're talking. I like, mean, you can make good versions of well, those yeah, two yeah. is
2: the thing. But yeah, I'm yeah, talking like if you want to go download like the, the stars of the AEW roster or, right. you know, Japanese superstars, whatever people that just like WWE people that aren't included in this game. I mean, there's still plenty of like, you know, kind of people who half asset, but the like the stuff that's getting upvoted and the stuff that is like floating to the top there, like, that shit looks pretty fucking dead on. Are they missing their signature move sets, or do they have? It enough? depends on whether the moves are in the game. Um, okay. Like, for instance, I downloaded this guy Malachi Black, who was in WWE a few a couple of years ago, and is now in AEW. Uh, but because he was in the game recently, all his like entrance animations, like his finishers, all that stuff are in there. You just have to do the artwork to make sure you know like it looks like him, and they did a real fucking good job of making it look uh, like him, whoever it was that I downloaded it from. But like, you know, CM Punk's theme music isn't going to be in there, you know like they're not going to put everything, and some of his moves, I think, aren't even on there. It really just depends on what they have collected from earlier games.
0: And you can't upload music.,
2: you know, just tragically no. In the PC version, there's mods you can use to replace the in-game music with different music. But okay. you can't add to it. Okay. Um, what,
1: what is what is this? Is this only the second game without Ukes now?
2: Officially, right? yes.
1: What is that does that say anything about you's involvement in this franchise that they're gone and now it seems to be like better than usual? I don't know. I'm just I stab in the dark here.
2: I, I understand where you're coming from, and I've had that thought too. Um but my feeling is It remains to be seen like this was the trajectory these games were on even before they officially cut ties with them. It's just that it always felt a little loose and a little janky or like they just hadn't quite found the balance for that stuff. The match flow was bad for a long time and last year it started to get a little better and I feel like they made a decent leap this time. Yeah. But they also had to delay the game when they first got yeah, ties with Yukes, and like that, this that, for the first time it didn't come out during a holiday season.
1: Yes. That's that's exactly the thing that I was leaving out in fairness to Ukes is how long did they get all I mean this was absolutely a fully annualized franchise prior to that break, right? Yes. Like and you know, like that's not not unique to WWE, that's the same shit with like Madden, right? And other sports games that have to ship every twelve months is that they also kinda have a lot of issues like big surprise when you make somebody crank out a game every year.
2: Well, and, it you know,
1: is a little rough, but yeah. Hey, how long do they have off?
2: Uh, I want to say. I mean, I think there was a full like gap. I I don't remember if it was just a six month delay or if it was like literally the game was off for a year. But uh, I think there may have been a full year gap, if I remember correctly.
0: When's that AEW game? <laughs> it's <laughs> this I'm is the eternal weeks, question, right?
2: Fight Forever? Is Fight that Forever, is? yeah. Okay. That, that, that is That Ukes. is. Yeah. So this is Yooks uh, uh, implementing this animation system that they were talking up uh, that apparently uh, Visual Concepts and 2K would not let them like mess with or do stuff with in the WWE games for whatever reason. Maybe it was just going to take too long to, to rework that stuff. I I have no idea how Fight Forever is going to turn out. They have been working on it long enough that it could turn out to be great because they took an extra time or it could be that it's just been a fucking shambling disaster this whole time <laughs> and they're just trying to pick their spot. I don't know. And the okay. thing is, they have only been saying coming soon for what feels like an eternity, but it's actually probably only been a couple of years.
1: Oh, I didn't realize they put out footage of that game.
2: Yes, there is a decent amount of footage out there and the look and flow of it is very Aki N64 game.
0: It's my favorite, It's my favorite Aki. mm mm-hmm. uh, So, But this is WWE 2K23. Um, shockingly okay so far, says so Alex far. Navarro. I'm
2: still, yes. like, hedging. I'm still waiting for them to break something or something to, to fall the fuck <laughs> apart. But, like, I've played a fair amount of it over the last week, and I have not run into much outside of a couple of minor bugs.
1: I just... I, I just... We don't need to get into it right now, but I've watched the Andy Kaufman and the AWA episodes of that show. Great. Just what the fuck, man? Yep. <laughs> Who the fuck are these people and how is any of this allowed?
2: Man, it's just, it is some real salt of the earth, carny shit. And, you know, I mean, look, these days, that's not really what the industry is. And while there are certainly performers that hew closer to the old school mentality of stuff than 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 the newer school. A lot of the younger guys are not destroying themselves quite the same way that the old guys did.
1: The story is about Mad Dog Vachon. Oh, yeah. And, and that rickety airplane. Good God, man. Let's He's a
2: wild one. Uh, his daughter is also a fascinating figure. Wrestling. Wrestling. Rasslin. Wrestling.
0: Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. Those are the games. Does anybody else has anything uh, they want to chat about? I'm seeing uh, head nods. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the news. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post.
2: Alex Navarro, you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting
0: time. Sometimes I open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. That's a, uh, you know, a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've i gotten more
2: than a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this- to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? <laughs>
0: I might have gotten around to say that in a shorter way. I Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, This one was uh, specifically uh, fish and knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome. And things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten. I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom. uh, And sometimes, occasionally, a knife that will go inside a kit that is themed because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70. But you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming Brand. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER. Thanks bespoke post and we are back and we're in the news section and starting off with a bit of some pretty sad, tragic news. Uh, yes, we've,
1: from the, from the fucking bullshit department.
0: Yes. Uh, Brad Shoemaker. What is this story you have dropped in here? This sad story.
1: Lance Reddick passed away. Yeah. Very suddenly
0: age, uh, the, uh 60, the
1: extremely too young age of 60.
0: Uh, and Brad, where would people, at least on the video game side, know Lance Reddick from?
1: Uh, mainly Destiny and Horizon. Yeah, I mean, Horizon his likeness games. is in Horizon. Yeah. yeah, the, the, the character straight up is his likeness in the Horizon games. Um, he has done other games, right?
2: Yes, he has.
1: Uh, but very prominent in those two games. Big Destiny player. Like, not just, not just, I mean, fucking commanders <laughs> of all, it's mm-hmm. like maybe probably the most recognizable <laughs> character in destiny.
2: Well, on top of that, I think he's the only original destiny voice actor of note that is still around
1: um, and still okay. doing it,
2: what was at the time, I still think, like updating stuff.
1: I think the Ikora voice actor is still the same. Isn't she? I don't know. I haven't kept up.
2: Mm. have they swapped a lot of people
1: and, and and there is more i think those are the same voice actors like the nathan Fillion, they've also obviously. killed off some of the characters well, they, they killed they killed off nathan fillion's character right i was an, I, like, I
0: always turned my stuff into Ikora. uh
1: um but
2: i always stopped by to say hi to zavala it's funny because apparently uh lance reddick played warlock on his own time <laughs> that's right because it's
1: the best, because, class. It's the best class. because it's the best
0: class because it's the best class that's right uh, Best jump best jump mm-hmm. in the game uh I sw- I switched the jump. Yeah, it's a bummer. People might uh, obviously know him from, I guess, his the breakout was like the Would you say the Wire was his
1: kind of big? That um, was
2: that was certainly one of the things that brought him to prominence. Though he had been acting for years
1: prior to that. Was he in Homicide?
2: Uh, am, I dream- am I dreaming that? I he might have guessed it on Homicide. He was not a regular cast member of Homicide. What
1: did I? I saw him in something old recently mm. maybe it wasn't that's
2: he had a recurring character on oz
1: uh I this sp-
0: article says i've never seen any of these new york undercover and the
2: west wing i I've, I've not he seen showed up under- in a few episodes of like law and order and stuff
1: it was law and order uh, okay i I feel like that maybe that doesn't count because <laughs> literally everyone has been on law and order yeah uh yes he was an fbi agent in like several episodes on there
0: i uh I never saw that series Bosch. I I don't know if that is. um...
2: No, I've never watched Bosch either, though I I had some friends that swear by it. Uh, He was in Quantum Break video game wise. Yeah, yes, right.
1: That's that's the other game I was trying to think of because he acted in that. That game was FMV, so he was actually physically in Quantum Break.
2: And, you know, more Um, recently, uh, he was a recurring character in the John Wick films. Uh, John Wick 4 is coming very soon, and he's in that. Uh, Also, if you've never seen any of his comedy stuff, I highly recommend uh, checking out his appearance on the Eric Andre show and also in Tim and Eric's bedtime
1: stories. I had never seen that Eric Andre clip before. Holy shit. He is. He really. The thing you
2: can say about him is that he seemed like he was game for just about anything.
1: He really he really stole that whole scene.
2: Yeah, uh, sixty also,
1: is not old. Also, in Fringe, I'd forgotten. I've
0: right? not seen that either.
1: Uh, I didn't watch a ton of it, but yes, he's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. This one hit me pretty hard. I don't know why. Or I mean, of course, I mean he's, he was just a very cool dude.
0: I mean, also, like it's his, like I just said, it's super young. Like sixty
2: is yeah, it's, it's, it's shitty. Not that old
1: yeah, like he absolutely could have had another fifteen, twenty years in his career. Uh, and he seemed like he really he, loved acting. That's, is the thing. Like he yeah. seemed
2: like he genuinely just loved working and doing whatever weird stuff he could. He could find an, an interesting angle on.
1: Yeah, and also just a delight on social media, as well. It, like I just regularly would pull up his videos on Twitter and just have a, a good time watching them.
0: Um. Yeah, it's. They, I, I don't think they have um, publicly come out with the cause of death.
1: Well, natural uh, causes, they said, I'm guessing that's oh, all the, they? Okay. the family is going to say.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay. it could have been a heart attack, could have been an aneurysm, any number of things. But, you know, it's just, it's too damn young.
1: Yeah. Sucks. A lot.
2: There have been plenty of uh, people paying tribute to Zavala, huddled around him in the hub areas, uh, from what yes. I've seen.
1: Yeah, those screenshots start coming out almost instantly of just, like, everybody in the instance in the tower just all, like, uh, kneeling before it's oh,
0: kind of weird. Maybe a little, uh, I, I get no, no, I get no, it. Yeah, I, mean, I get he was, it. He
1: was, he was like beloved in the destiny community.
0: No, no, I don't, I think for me, like, Oh, right. Yes. His character is still there. It, like the, the oh, disconnect oh, that, between yes. like, Oh, like his voice is still coming out of this character.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I, well, like, you know, that's, that's his, it's part of his body of work, I guess. Yes, yes. Right. Um, I don't know what those games do. Well, I still haven't seen the end of forbidden West. On Assuming that character is still involved there, but Destiny, again, he was like basically the voice of Destiny, you know? Yeah. I mean, A, he had one of the best voices on the planet. Yes. But, you know, that also meant that, like, Zavala is extremely, like, recognizable in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's a, that is rough for those games as well.
2: Yeah, I feel like the one that has the harder time pivoting from that is probably Horizon, because you have the likeness, you have yes. the voice, and I think just replacing the voice but still using the likeness would oh, yeah, be that's, a little... That's
1: f- way morbid. too fraught. Yeah, that's not... Yes. That would not be cool.
0: Um, I can't... I'm trying to remember what happened to that character
2: in <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still supposed to be around somewhere okay isn't I, he? I, I, I I don't remember but
0: I got to I got to check my notes I I yeah. don't, I am not 100% sure I'm not either Um Uh yes so that is Lance Reddick past um uh, bummer Yeah Moving on to uh, news we talked about last week. Did we just did come up last ago. week, Brad? I
2: think it was two weeks ago. Okay. Two weeks ago. Um,
0: the, we t- we kind of mentioned there was some scuttlebutt about um, files getting named CS2 and all, all of that stuff. Did it mean they're moving stuff up to Source Engine 2? Does it mean they're making a new Counter-Strike 2?
1: Brad, what is the story here? They announced Counter-Strike 2. They're doing right, it. Right before this.
2: Finally, the second Counter-Strike.
1: <laughs> um, how yeah, many decades has it, it been? Seems, uh, well, let's see. I was playing 1.6 beta in college, so that was like 99, 2000-ish. If you mean just how long has CS been around?
2: Yeah, I mean, so it, like, how long has Counter-Strike been a going concern?
1: Yeah, like, well over 20 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, CS Go came out in, was it 2014? It's
2: been... Almost 10 years, at least. Yeah, I think
1: I, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, 2012. okay CSGO, CSGO came out in 2012, actually. So well, over a decade since the last Counter-Strike release. And it is the you know, this was I guess this was inevitable because it is still by far the most widely played game on Steam. And it's over 10 years old. So definitely due for an update. But it, I'm just looking at their like pitch page for it here. They seem to have rebuilt the entire thing from the ground up pretty much.
0: Yeah, they they. So this is this is going to be free and this kind of replaces, or they say it will replace CS go as their yeah. kind of uh, main thing. But one of the things they had was a video showing the different types of maps. Did you see this where they have like, um, they had like a thing that was, I forget their terminology for the three different type map types they are going to have, or at least that they're pitching right now. One is like, this is a, this is a, a map for everybody to get used to the new mechanics in the, uh, Again, I'm not a Counter-Strike player. Um, So there are new maps? Well, they said that we're not changing things on this map. This will be like, uh, you're basically your old style map without the new tech. This is, again, what I took away from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can get used to the new mechanics in Counter-Strike 2. Then there was one with, um, these are old maps, but updated with new tech.
1: I see. Okay, yes. I see that now on this page. Full overhaul maps, (laughs) upgrade maps, and touchstone maps.
0: Yeah, touchstone maps was Uh the one that I was uh like, that's... D- does course, it have the text there for touchstone maps?
1: Of course, Dust 2 is one of the, we're not fucking with this. Yeah. Maps. Uh, Classic maps with solid foundations that players can use to evaluate gameplay changes <laughs> from Go to 2.
0: I thought that was super interesting. These, these uh, have
1: improvements to lighting and character read, but otherwise haven't been changed. Uh, um,
0: so, like, yeah, they're... they're and then they have their full on. Hey, this is a remake of a of a map with all the new geometry and lighting and
1: stuff. Yes, yeah, they're they're moving to a physically based rendering system, which is pretty modern. Or that's kind of how things work these days, retracing or not. Um, and then on top of that, the full overhaul maps, leveraging all of the new Source 2 tools. So I haven't looked into. They do have a little bit here about the editor. They don't really seem to go into detail here about what's new in the tools. Interesting. So that seems very vague here. Then they're basically saying, like, hey, there's going to be new gameplay features in here enabled by the new engine. But they're not really saying what they are other than like, well, I'm talking map specific stuff. Like they do show this (laughs) new smoke grenade stuff, which is kind of bananas.
0: There's a lot of stuff on smoke. Um, Uh, They show in the video smokes. (laughs) <laughs> they, show, they show in the video some of the tool stuff because they say it'll go into the map editor for, like you said, like the uh, user m- maps too. We'll get all these new tools and stuff. They go into some of it. I'm sure they'll put out another video. But yes, responsive smokes, which looks looks very silly because it is like volumetric smoke that yeah, is they- filling filling the area.
1: Yeah, they're doing volumetric smoke that is like kind of manipulable and that you can shoot through it. You can yeah. like, you can like obstruct it. You can kind of carve. Bits out of it with explosions and gunfire and stuff, which is really—it's cr- cool looking, but it also kind of makes it look like cotton candy a little yes. bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, like a- it's
1: still—it's—it's a, it's a neat idea.
0: Uh, it will also like pour out of doors and f- and fill yeah. certain spaces. But yes, it does. I was like, does this what this stuff looks like? I'm not really a military spec gear person. They have smoke that just hangs in the air, like some kind of not, cotton well, ball.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looks like when you shoot through it, it does still kind of continue expanding and refilling the space a little bit, but it does, it does look a little more solid than smoke normally would kind of, but it's still very cool.
0: Um, pretty cool. They, um, And then I think you mentioned this when we reported on the kind of rumor stuff, the tick rate stuff seemed to be, uh, they have a whole video about that too, about, um, basically I, not that I understand it very well, but they're just kind of getting rid of the whole concept of a tick rate.
1: Uh, it sounds like they're just further subdividing it. I didn't watch that video, but just nano ticks, I think, or sub sub or sub sub ticks, sub ticks. They basically say that it sounds like they're just. Da, 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 updating more frequently and probably maybe decoupling different types of updates from each other or okay. from the overall world stage or something like that. I'm not certainly not a network engineer, but um, I mean the upshot is like you know your moving and shooting will be equally responsive and your grenades will always land the same way. <laughs> like,
0: grenades always land in quite the same way.
1: Um, yeah, you know, again, it's a very old game. Even the most iter- recent iteration, I don't know how much of go was built on CS source. Mm. Like I definitely not a counter-strike historian. Like the big thing with go was they added like loot boxes, like crates and weapon skins and all that stuff. But I don't know if it's possible that the the underpinnings of go are even older than go itself.
0: I, um, I mean, that's very possible. I, people like go, right? Like there wasn't a, there wasn't a big, um, outrage when they kind of moved over to go. Right.
1: Uh, I couldn't tell you. It's been so long. I, it's entirely possible that people were like, "Fuck this! This is not my Counter Strike."
2: I mean, that's that. Th- there almost certainly were those people, but my understanding is that by and large, Go has been embraced in the ensuing. Oh well, yeah. Years.
1: It's yeah. it's the only thing now. Like, people um,
2: used
0: to get up in arms over version numbers, right? With the, the well, well, yeah. Like I said, there were
1: there, like I said, there were people that clung to one point six beta for quite a long time. Uh, um,
0: I wonder what if, the um system requirements will be for something like this on a, to, to get it to run buttery smooth.
1: Uh, I'm sure it's fine. Like typically for a um, free-to-play game like this, you want it to run on every machine under the sun. To maximize your revenue potential. So, I would guess most of the stuff is probably pretty additive in terms of graphical bells and whistles and stuff.
0: Is there anything that is running on Source 2 currently?
1: Dota 2 is on Source 2. Okay. Uh, they they rebased that quite some time ago. Although I don't remember, I might have been out of the game by the time they did that.
0: Half Life, see if I can. Alex, a Source Two thing.
1: Probably. Is that is that yes. around the right time? Yes. Yes. Half Life okay. Alex. Uh, actually, oh wow, they ported Dota in 2015 to Source Two. Oh, I wow. think that was. Okay. I think that was the first game, but they didn't even make a big deal out of that. Like they barely even talked about it. Okay. Um. Let's see. You know, like a lot of the tech demos they've done for their VR stuff for steam VR artifact was on source. So like kind of all of the stuff they've done since 2015 is on source 2, technically,
0: but that portal RTX is not source 2. it's not rebuilt on anything, right? They just did. No, that. that's using,
1: that's using the RTX remix, remix. stuff from okay. NVIDIA. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that's essentially the original engine wrapped in their modern translation layer and stuff. Um, yeah, it's weird to say, hey, I'm excited to play this, but like, I guess I'm excited to play a new Counter Strike. Not that I haven't had the opportunity to be playing Counter Strike for the last decade and I just haven't been doing it, but.
0: And this kind of came out during, I mean, GDC is going on. Yes. Um, so yeah. there a lot of stuff getting talked about. I definitely
1: and- saw people on Twitter acting like Valve was counter programming <laughs> the Unreal Engine 5 presentation at GDC. I don't know if that's the case or not. I mean, certainly this is a showcase for Source 2. Right. But it's not like Valve is out there. License- they're not running an engine licensing business the way that Epic is, so I'm not sure.
2: But I do think there is a little bit of friendly rivalry going on there.
1: I guess. It's just it's not a moneymaker for them, you know. Um, did
0: you guys see any of, while, while we're in here, Um, th- that's kind of it for the CS2 stuff as far as I know. It's uh, th- yeah, very it, early, kind of early announcement. They're running yeah. a uh what what are they even calling it? It's like, like a, a limited
1: test? test. They're basically opting certain CSGO players in based on s- some set of parameters, like how long they've played recently and stuff like that. I'm sure I'm sure Steam hardware survey results might factor into that possibly. Yeah. Maybe ah, no, they probably don't tie that data to usernames, if I had to guess. I hope. <laughs> um Yeah, this is neat. I wonder I, I kind of wonder if there's like some time of day aspect to this new lighting model hmm. because they have these side by side comparisons on this page where you can just do the little drag this line back and forth yeah, to see both cool versions. That. And like all the new versions they have in here have just got this like really like high noon, like full bright lighting applied to them, which makes me wonder if it's just, if, if there actually will be some changes in lighting over time
0: That could or, be cool. or you know,
1: it's like, Hey, maybe I'll load it into the desk version of this map or the nighttime version yeah. of this map. Like, uh, the finals is doing that.
0: Oh, right. Yes we, played, yes. we played,
1: we played the finals alpha a few months ago. Like they're doing that where the maps spawn you in at different times of day.
0: I was just thinking again about that game. I want to get back more into that. I, I, I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, they've, little, they've
1: run uh, a couple more alpha tests or maybe they're in beta now. Hmm. I don't know how close they are to release on that.
0: It's fun with the very destructible.
1: Yeah, that was the game was interesting for sure. This is cool. This is wild that they're doing a straight up Counter Strike Two.
0: Yeah. They're uh this is I mean, they're saying in their fact here it says how long how long will the Counter Strike two limited test last? And it says Counter Strike two is expected to ship summer twenty twenty three. So whether that happens and it pops, I mean that's not very far away. No. That is months That's away. the next
1: season. Yeah, it's bummer, bummer that that rumor wasn't right, that they're just launching it now. It would be so much crazier if they had just come out and said, hey, it's out. Go get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, in, in some form or another, it kind of is out if they're going to run an open test for it in, I don't know, the immediate future. We'll see how how quickly that thing gets up off the ground.
1: Uh, yeah, are they? I think I think they've only announced that limited test, right?
0: Sorry, I, I meant the limited test. I didn't mean an open test. Um Okay. Yeah, but like if those you know those drivers and executables probably need to be in there anyway, so it kind of is for all intents and purposes going going. Well, uh, what I was going to say before is, um, aside from the CS2 stuff, you guys see anything else? Maybe jam in here from GDC uh, uh, tech stuff that is interesting. We kind of mentioned the Unreal well, that, Engine. That,
1: yeah, that Ubisoft stuff that is is out of GDC as well, and there's an Unreal tie-in there, so.
0: Yeah? Do you guys want to jump segue right into that then? Yeah, yeah. we could. I will uh, just
1: say
2: that, very briefly, some of the Unreal demos that are going around do look genuinely pretty damn impressive.
1: Yeah, there's some cool stuff to talk about there, right. and in the context of that Ubisoft AI stuff.
2: I need to
0: check out those demos more.
1: Brad, what's going on with Ubisoft? Aside from general
0: Ubisoft tomfoolery.
1: Um, they, Ubisoft has debuted or not debuted, but they've t- described, they gave a presentation at GDC on Ghostwriter, which is an AI driven tool for generating dialogue that they were working on.
0: Ubisoft at it again, mm-hmm. just making the best, the best possible decisions on a, how to announce and label stuff and how to communicate it.
1: Mm -hmm. aims aims to support our script writers by generating the first draft of our NPC barks
0: barks game bark game bark
1: phrases or sounds made by NPCs when players interact with the game world.
0: So should probably say out of the gate here. I'm pretty sure in there labeling this thing and the reporting on it uh, and um, AI is doing a lot of work here. This sounds like more predictive text or large language model stuff. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's that's really.
1: Yeah, that's basically true of anything you see anybody call AI right now.
0: So good to know. I would like to hear at least try to make that initiative to move away from calling things AI when that is not hey, AI.
2: That just ship could, has
1: sailed on for Yeah, we're shit. too
2: far down the rabbit hole like, now.
1: AI is the new crypto in terms of it yeah. being the buzzword that people use to try to get a bunch of money from people with a lot of money.
0: <laughs> or new HD, it's just not kind of meaningless.
1: That's unfortunately... Like it makes reading or writing about video games weird now because you talk about AI all the time and the yeah. sense of enemy behavior and stuff like that. And now every time I even read something about AI in a video game, I feel a little twinge when I come across the term.
0: Also, it's just not smart. You know, it's not, there's uh, no intelligence. Yeah, there. it's, there's
1: nothing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I guess that's arguably, I guess that's always been the case, but it's people are treating it as if it is now.
0: So the thing that I was getting from this video that they put out was, um, Boy, they are really trying to stress that this was put together by and collaborated on with their in-house writing staff and
1: team. Yeah, the announcement blurb reads like somebody was extremely aware that this about how this would be taken Mm -hmm. by trying to say like, hey, this is for first drafts. This was created hand in hand with our script writers. This was trained on our own internal data. Like they've definitely gone out of their way to try to allay the concerns that people may have about this sort of thing.
0: And what is the sense? Were they successful?
1: I, I can't. I don't I have enough time to look at Twitter about this.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what I've seen, which is, you know, the the I I think the initial response to it was fairly predictable and that people uh, who have jobs in video games where their job is to write uh, did not take this news particularly well, especially and also people who are just generally very wary of anything involving AI or predictive, you know, logic stuff. Like, it's understandable that Mm -hmm. people are very uh, on edge about that kind of thing. But some of the people who did go to the talk, uh, including designer Liz Englund, uh, cautioned that, like, this is not about them, at least at the outset, trying to replace labor with a tool set. It is more about being able to quickly generate some things that can then be edited and, you know, worked on by in-house writers and editors at the same time my understanding at least from the outside looking in is that oftentimes entry level writing jobs at video game studios is doing the exact kind of thing that this job that this tool set is meant to if not replace then effectively uh rework what is actually necessary from a human
0: mm.
1: so yeah, the the liz england tweet is the one thing i've seen i i basically have not seen the response that she is responding to <laughs> i just saw her response so i don't know like what exactly the tenor was of the original
2: i mean there's people saying like this shit is bad we should not be doing it and i i understand a hundred percent where that paranoia and that that discomfort comes from you know because i think in a lot of cases when you hear people talk about tools like this they initially present it as like oh look at this cool fun thing that we invented and then a week later they give an interview where it's like yeah we're going to use it to replace our entire labor force um they're not doing that here or at least they're not saying that but they haven't you know there's still a week for them to give that interview where they do
1: yeah, she she says she says, I attended this talk, it was fantastic. Gold standard of how to integrate this tech into your development in direct collaboration with writers and using their own data sets. Um and then she was a she was a tech lead on scribble knots among other games, so she definitely knows like procedural and systemic sort of design stuff very well. But I yeah, it's it's always a question of is this, you know, they're like okay, there's always going to be suits who would love to replace Human labor with robots, like that's a tale as old as time, right? Yes, but there's also a lot of potential here for the people who are already doing these jobs to be able to do more with the technology when used, like respectfully and responsibly. So,
0: yeah, yeah. but the, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, like, it Ubisoft isn't the one. Ubisoft's relationship with new and hot technology is fraught. You know, they're, Let's they're not the ones forget who,
2: their NFT. Uh, that, that's
0: be, yeah, of like, course. They, they of are, course. They are like... But but yeah, I I. it's just the landscape is so... It's just so hard to read at this point. Like the, I'm absolutely 100% convinced, yes, if they can save money by replacing salaries with uh, AI, they definitely would at the same time. Yeah, like... New tools could be very useful in certain places for, for tasks that take up – that are mundane tasks. Um, you know, Even if they are entry-level tasks, uh, that entry-level person might be able to do a better job. My pessimistic and cynical view is your job never
2: gets easier. They just want you to do more, right? Yeah, so, that's, yeah.
1: Yes, but, and that is a problem of management. You know? Yes, that, that is – An expectation. That's,
2: well, right. and I th- I think right now in particular, I mean, look, the 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 issue with automation and labor has always been what do you do with the people that you are replacing? What jobs do they get to go fill? What how do they find a way to make a living uh when the automation effectively takes over? And that has been the tale since the industrial movement began, you know, is that like, hey, if these machines are doing my job, what the fuck do I go do? And the problem here, and I think the problem especially now, is that the social safety net in this country in particular but in in a number of places around the world is not such that if these jobs were to if jobs were to be replaced in video games i don't know what a lot of those people would go and do i mean are they going to be able to take on the risk and start a thing themselves you know are they going to be able to raise funding for that sort of thing like what do you what do you do with game developers that you're re- potentially replacing with automation and again none of the technology is there yet to do that but yeah. that's where the paranoia comes from is that you know, people are trying to get game jobs these days and they're going through like four month interview processes and getting nowhere, you know, like the the economy in the market as it is right now is kind of shambolic. And yeah. I think people are just uncomfortable with the idea that, hey, we're rushing to in- introduce automated tools while the labor market is fucked. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, all all of that is correct, and the societal problems are mounting at an alarming yeah. rate. But you know, like uh, you know, automated tools though are not a new thing in no. game development. No, no not at all. Like like Vinny likening you likened this to Speed tree when we were talking earlier, and like that's kind of a fairly apt comparison, right? Absolutely. Of-
0: I, I think I think in terms of you know, there's no use for speed tree until you have to populate such vast areas with trees. And now games are so broad where you need so many, so many game barks and so much dialogue that there might be a lot of people out there that would welcome something like this that are in, that are in the trenches or in the, the, the bark writing minds that are like, Oh my gosh, if I could just generate 50% of these and then kind of go through, I don't know. I'm not in that space. I,
1: I, yeah, I, I mean, granted Ubisoft is a huge company, but I, I, try to look at this from the perspective of the small developers, like indie indie developers, teams of, you know, single digit numbers of people and stuff and, and those seem like cases, you know, because the arms race of keeping up with, like, the modern standards of what a video game should look like seems like a nightmare for a team with very limited resources, right? Yeah. Like, expectations among the customer base for what constitutes a good looking game are, like, <laughs> more unreasonable than ever, ever, I would say, you know? And so you know if if there are tools like this that small developers can use to try to keep up like that's not necessarily a bad thing. The problem is you know it's always a question of like how is the technology used right
2: yes totally. and, and
1: how and how and who's who's uh, wielding it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like, how, how sort of unlimited is the power of the wrong people using it? You know what I mean? Like how few guardrails are in place to keep it from being abused? Like that's always the question. And what's
0: the the human cost of it? Right.
2: And that's where the response is bubbling up from is that I think, especially coming from a company like Ubisoft, which has had, you know, let's just say somewhat notorious, uh, issues with labor and management. I think there isn't a trust level when a Ubisoft comes along and says, look, we're doing this thing with AI. Like the immediate response is, "Fuck no, you're totally. not." Totally, yes. They like there is
0: zero trust there on on the Ubisoft side. Yeah, um, and and there is you know there is also such a this this thing is clearly a proxy for the bigger concerns of this kind of technology infiltrating and unseating um, a lot of like you said, Alex, vulnerable positions w- within yeah. the industry that. The the game development industry has never been a stable industry, and no. you, you know uh, you know something like this rocking the boat.
2: Is I, it I is this this particular thing going to be a thing right. that like sends video game development into some kind of like automated hell? I don't think so. But it's definitely like
0: it's definitely Ubisoft again not reading the room, it's yeah. definitely Ubisoft being like, hey, we're coming out with trumpets and panda beers, and like and everybody's like, dude, just what are you? What are you talking about? Everybody's talking about we need to have some guidance on where this quote unquote AI fits into our work culture and stuff. And you're like, what if we just do a great announcement about how awesome this is now? Granted, I did not watch the talk. It sounds like you I know, saw
2: a little bit of it. And and if what I've gathered it, I mean, look, if you're going to announce something like this, this is the place to do it. Right. Because these are the people you are trying to talk to. This is the room you are trying to read. I think it's just unfortunately a very fraught time to introduce anything like this.
0: Like I I've been in production for a fairly decent amount of time and I'm not trying to make any grand analogies here, but I've seen a lot of um new technologies and we've all seen this. Yeah. Make like there was a time when we were streaming at GameSpot where you had to have a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar studio to get a stream off the ground. Right. Yeah. Now you can people can do it from home. And that has opened up a lot of avenues for other people to do things. Um, it put a lot of people out of work in the production field. They they don't need me to help set stuff up. I, they don't need that
2: job of me. I can't charge 100 You don't $100. have to have a GameSpot Live team <laughs> to do right. that stuff the way and, you used to.
0: And you saw those people lose their jobs. Like that, yes. um, that stuff happened. On the other side of that, you saw a lot of people do amazing things with that technology to not have to have um, a barrier to entry to get into streaming, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm just talking about this because what I'm familiar with so sometimes this technology does open doors for other people. Like you know, I'm not saying this. this I'm using this as a proxy for that. I I don't know. Like there, there none are, of us do. There, and there are a lot of knock on consequences, but there are also a lot of doors that open sometimes. And I, I I get the trepidation and the environment people are coming into, saying like, hey, we have an AI thing that's going to help, and immediately being like, can you slow it down a little bit? Can we, can we kind of just figure out where we are, take a uh, pause, take a pause. Cause that's
2: kind of how I feel yeah. right now of like, Hey, can
0: we all just like slow it down? But it, they won't, you know, no, n- nobody's going to, the, so. the,
2: the march of progress will continue apace. Yeah. So,
0: you know, like I get it. Um, but yeah, th- which is, I
1: mean, you know, which is, which is why regulatory guardrails that prevent or at least like mitigate the exploitation of the workforce need to exist. Yeah. Whether automation is called a or AI or not. Right. Like, like that should be in place regardless. And it's not right now. Yeah. Or that's the real problem.
0: Yeah. And I think Alex, like you started this saying like, if a worst case scenario comes where, where Ubisoft just tomorrow is like, Hey, we were just able to cut 10% of our workforce because we realize we don't need you anymore. This, this, a large language model could do that doesn't leave in the United States people on the uh, poverty bubble or, or worried about trying to get healthcare. I think that is, that is some of the underlying stuff that has to be worried about when you talk about displacing workers for new technology. And I think that, that really factors into it and is worrisome. So anyway, this thing, this thing feels like a proxy for a much larger conversation going on. uh, And Ubisoft just love stepping in it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to talk about reading the room, they would have been better off just not putting the term AI on this. Totally. Like, but they could
0: have just, just said a tool like, Hey, here's a new tool we're using or, or a or, uh, predictive text or large language. I, I don't know what, whatever, whatever everything you want to use. Cause like we started this conversation. AI has, is the kind of boogeyman in the room right now. Like everybody calling it AI and all these kind of, um, um, I don't call them hyperbolic but like takes out there that are like oh my gosh we're a moment away from bing's or from bard uh, uh having a breakdown and you know slashing throats and it's like okay we need to like reframe some of the conversations we're having here
1: yeah because i mean you know like look at Something like the metahuman creator in UE5 is really not that different from this because it's something that lets you generate extremely realistic human characters like pretty quickly. Right. With yeah. way less labor and fewer artists and modelers involved than there used to be. But they were I don't know what the technology is driving it. It is cloud based. So there may be something going on remotely, but they didn't put AI on it. And that right. has generally been received pretty well.
2: It's a buzz term. And, you know, it, and it is a very fraught one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and uh, I want to say we
0: we definitely are not, try- or at least I am not saying that it's all going to be fine because I don't think it is. But um, the conversation needs to. The, I think we're. I think the language is tough to work around in here and just read a
2: read a room. Imagine I'm
1: now. Now imagine if there were just an adequate social safety net in place, and then this conversation would. Impossible. Bare- barely need to happen.
2: Uh, I,
0: I, I think it would still happen, but the but the stakes just wouldn't be as as the cost just wouldn't be as high. Um, I mean, listen, is, is Ubisoft is still based out of France, right? Officially,
2: yes. yes. But I mean, a lot of their studios are in Canada. Uh,
0: now let's talk about what's going on in France. What's <laughs> the uh, I let's hear everything's pivot. going great over there. Uh, let's pivot to our next story. Well, well
1: yeah. uh, let me, I mean, I'll mention yeah, here, like, this happened, like, as, as the Counter-Strike stuff got announced with the UE5 presentation was happening at GDC, and they showed off, I think it's called MetaHuman Animator is the new system hmm. that essentially lets you do facial capture with an iPhone.
0: Oh, I did and, see and, some of this, and yeah. A, and
1: apply, sure. it, apply it, I mean, if you've seen these MetaHuman models, they are, like, they're shockingly pretty, lifelike.
2: They're pretty wild.
1: Yeah, and so that's you know that's another example of the demo, the live demo that it did on stage. I'm sure that a lot of what comes out of this tool is still going to require some manual cleanup. You know that's been the case with motion capture for a very long time. But like, you know, again, five person team or something with one animator. Like, imagine how much more that one animator can do with these tools, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's kind of give and take with all of this stuff. The key is just to make sure it's not abused, which
2: The key is to make sure that the take is not out of whack.
1: To be fair, fair, (laughs) the track record of preventing abuse in that context is pretty poor.
2: Extremely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, again, just from my own field of work here, and I would love to hear people who work in games, like I always want to hear their opinions on it because I have no idea how this stuff actually ripples through, but something like the TriCaster consolidated about five jobs that used to be in production, but giant bomb probably wouldn't exist if we in its state wouldn't have existed if that didn't happen. You know, like I used to sit next to somebody who was running a Chiron doing stuff. And then slowly that was just happened to go inside of one box. So like, sometimes that stuff, um, changes an in industry, but the, the, to not belabor a point here too much, Also, this could suck if it's feeding off of Ubisoft's own, if it's making, if it becomes that photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy because its library is just stuff that is game barks that are generated by uh, AI. And none of that stuff was great to begin with. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not looking at anything that Ubisoft put out and was like, oh, you know what? That's, that is actually really good incidental dialogue. if this were the io team saying they're gonna do that then i would be up in arms being like do not replace the incidental dialogue that is the best stuff in those games you cannot do that
1: there is nothing generic about the ambient dialogue in the hitman games yes
0: uh but like um i mean this could be terrible and people and now that they have announced this you know everybody's going to be listening and looking for it and being like all right well this is this getting worse or better um, so yeah, well we'll see, we'll see. There's bigger conversations to be had, um, and uh, a lot of them I'm sure. And as always, best wishes to everybody working in the video game industry because it sounds like it is not getting any less complicated. It's not getting easier. Yeah. We do have some other stories here. Well, one more big one here, uh, maybe on a, a release date,
1: Brad Spider Man Two. Yes, September. It says Ooh. the voice actor for Venom. Oops.
2: <laughs> uh, that's to- okay, you're underselling the voice actor for Venom here. That's Tony I don't Todd.
1: I don't, I don't know who Tony Todd is. Yes, you do. Do I?
2: Go look up Tony Todd right now. I don't know who Tony Todd is. Don't talk about another actor with an incredible voice.
1: Okay. Um... Okay, I Oh, have not seen, okay. I have not seen Platoon.
2: <laughs> have you seen Candyman? Uh, I've
1: seen Candyman uh, once like right when it came out. Okay. Is he Candyman?
2: He's Candyman. He's the okay. original Candyman. And okay. He's also the he's a recurring character in most of the final destination movies, if not all of them. Okay. Uh, he's a character actor, uh, mostly known for having a, a deeply sonorous voice, but uh, a fine actor and uh, uh, like a guy I'm always happy to see in stuff. Have you seen the movie The Rock? Yes. Apparently he's Captain Darrow. He's the guy who says, I don't like soft-ass shit. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. very good. You were just setting me up for that, weren't Uh, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh Uh Oh, apparently he's this captain. No. (laughs) No, it doesn't matter that he's a captain. It matters that he's the guy who when asked if he likes Elton John says, I don't like soft-ass shit. Fantastic. And then he's the rocket man. Says Venom. Yeah. Um, cause you're, anyway, you're, cause Tony you're Todd Rockwell. is probably Venom.
0: Oh, uh, well, he definitely is. He definitely it, is Venom. Well, the, the news being September.
2: Well, the release date. it's funny because he made he put this on social media and then uh, he immediately walked it back and was like, <laughs> hey, I don't know. This is just what I heard. Could be true. Hey, maybe I'm not even playing Venom. I don't know. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Which, hey, good walk back, buddy. Good walk back. So it's uh, definitely true. It's definitely true.
0: I mean, uh, I think it is, did he say like, they're going to do a whole media blitz and like, stay tuned, open your ears, gotta, watch out there, there's going to be trailers coming. Oops. Hey, yeah. look, this information is, I mean, September's very close. Yeah. It, that information's going to be out uh, there.
1: The Video Games Chronicle said they have also heard independently that it was going to be out in September. Okay. It's a little it's bit, bit crazy because they haven't shown much of it yet. Well, the crazy thing to me is when they announced this game, I believe they said 2023 when they announced it. And I saw this news and I was like, what do you mean it's coming out in September? That's a 2023 game. Oh, 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 dear. When oh. Was, this was announced like two years ago and it feels like it's still two years ago.
0: So they've got. This and that Wolverine game, right?
2: Uh, yeah, that's those. at least a two years definitely. away, I think. That's definitely
1: okay. for, yeah, you know, I don't think they've given a date for that, have they? At all? I don't think so. I
2: thought there was something that said something like 2025 or something with that game, but yeah, it was definitely like it's not coming soon. <laughs> I don't know if that got a date.
1: I don't think it did. Okay. I think the Spider Man thing did.
2: might have had that 2023 yes.
1: date. Yeah, two Spider Man, yeah, yes. Wolverine, I think, is open ended for now.
0: Uh, yeah look I like those Spider-Man games I like Miles yeah. Morales I like Spider-Man
1: um, oh uh, I think didn't he also say didn't he also kind of imply or flat out say that it kind of picks up right after I mean that's not a huge surprise I guess but that it does pick up right after those stories or after the Miles Morales story
2: I mean I'm considering that the the you know, where that story essentially left off was now there are two Spider-Mans yeah. and this game is about two Spider-Mans.
1: Yeah, that does make not, sense. Not a surprise. that it's I think he said something a like follow it's, it's going to follow
0: some of the threads and characters, yeah. right? Okay. Um. Cool. That's look for Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. Games,
1: those, those games are really well written. So like I'm yes. looking forward to another one, even though I think the gameplay hopefully could stand some updates. Let
2: humans write. That's going to be my... <laughs> I was campaign. I was definitely more invested in what was going on in Miles Morales than I was in the first Spider Man. I think I think the writing in that game is okay, and it definitely catches the tone of like the comics and what Peter Parker is. But I just I found some of the actual story beats in that thing a little lacking. Uh, but Miles Morales, I feel like they really they kind of one they had less you know space to work with, but I feel like in that space they were able to tell a pretty compelling story.
0: I'm kind of with you. I think the Miles Morales stuff was um more focused like kind uh, but but i do like i do like the original spider-man but yeah no it plays th- great like that first game plays great i also think i just like miles morales as a character more than peter parker
2: i think mm-hmm. their peter parker is pretty good yeah it's just not i i think miles like just feels like more of a person i just like into the spider-verse too so there's the that kind of on a miles but co- their miles Mi- their miles is distinct and i think their yes. miles is still very good. Uh,
0: that's Spider-Man 2. Look for it. Look for it probably in September. Um, put it on, play it between playing Star, Starfield. So September. Yes. Starfield. I fucking hope so.
1: It announced that like three weeks ago.
0: So Xbox and and Sony button heads in September. Look for it. Uh, this, uh, sorry. This might be a silly question. Is Spider-Man 2 getting a release PC release? Um, uh,
1: I mean, they haven't said anything. I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed to their They seem they seem pretty dedicated to doing mm. PC releases of all of their first party games at this point.
2: Yeah, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to make a bold proclamation. I'm going to okay. say whatever release date they settle on uh, for for Spider-Man 2, the PC version will be nearly exactly 18 to 24 months afterward. You think
1: that long? 18 um 18 months I, I
2: think is is believable
1: it's possible it wasn't didn't something get just a year gap recently into like horizon was horizon was their first one and that was yeah. a huge gap and then yeah.
2: they've been getting um, closer like they've been they've they they caught up a little bit with some of those but I
1: guess, I guess god of war also was a pretty damn big spider-man was a long one too um no miles less see. so
2: i think it was like two years between miles on console and mon- miles in pc
1: God, yeah, God of War was like three years after the PS4 release. Um, Last, they plus. do seem to, they do seem to be getting shorter. Yes, yes. that Last of Us, uh, uh, that Last of Us, um, part one, part one, one. kind of remake of the first one, I think, is coming pretty soon. Okay. Um. Also, the the Legacy of Thieves collection, you know, if to the extent that that was a new release on PS5, right? Mm. Um, that that also was pretty short. So. I think, I think Sony games on PC are just a thing now.
0: And like, like good ports, right? Like, I I don't really. Oh yeah. I, I,
1: uh, the first horizon, the first horizon was a pretty big mess in terms of performance and some stuff when it first came out. I think they pretty much ironed it all out eventually, but there was definitely a good period of months there where people were having issues with it.
2: It took a while, but I will say the Spider-Man ports are fantastic.
1: I think, I think most everything they've done since then, God of War, like everything has been quite solid.
2: Yeah.
0: Death Death Stranding came to PC. Yes, Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah.
1: That was a different, uh, that was 505 published, the PC version of that though. Okay. Sony, Sony does not own that.
0: Uh, all right. That's Spider-Man two coming at you. Um, that's going to do it for the news. GDC still going on. Yes. When When is that over? Thursday?
1: Uh, I don't know what the technical final day is. Definitely this week.
0: Then PAX kicks up, doesn't it?
1: Friday. Friday is the last day.
0: Friday? Okay.
1: Yeah, when uh. is... God, it's not this PAX weekend. is, is, is this it? weekend. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> Did they do that again? Yes. God. Why would they do that? I know because some of
2: my friends are flying to Boston yeah. right now.
1: Yes. Definitely know people. I, or I see people that I know with their Twitter thing being all... Arrow to GDC, Arrow mm-hmm. to PAX in their username. Yes. Did not realize it was another one of those, though, of go straight from GDC to PAX. It's
2: coming up here. Um, you want to hear yeah. something buck wild? I always want to hear something wild and or buck wild. It's just related to PAX and it's okay. one of those March of Time things. But um, uh-huh. the first PAX rumble was nine years ago. Which means okay. that next year it will have been a decade since the first Pax Rumble. I believe it. I can believe it. I don't. How I is that possible? <laughs> How? How is that
0: possible? Uh, time. Time destroys all things. Uh, <laughs> Are Pax Rumbles still happening?
2: No, they haven't happened okay. for a few years now. I mean, okay. I, you know, I, I, I'm not saying they won't ever happen again, but you know, folks. Folks have divergent needs and, and interests these days, and I assume Aaron is very busy. Uh, you know, he is a small business owner now, so I would do one more if they ever wanted to do one more, but I also totally understand if no one has the time for that shit anymore. Who has the belt? John Drake? <laughs> okay. I'm see. pretty sure John Drake was uh, the last champion. It might be that Pat is the keeper of the belt still. I'm not sure. Okay, but uh, John Drake might be the last champ. He is a currently the champion, as far as I know. Okay.
0: Okay. Were there Johnny Cashanova. Were there different belts, or was there
2: only one no. belt? That no, okay. was just the one. I mean, there were some like tournaments and trophies and stuff, but okay. I, as far as I know, it was there was just the one belt. Good to know. That was fun. I always enjoyed yeah. watching those. Those were fun. They yes. were a disaster, but they were always fun. <laughs> um.
0: All right, that's going to do it for the news. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody, for tuning in for the news. Yes. <laughs> that's going to do it for the news. Uh, we also have an email address, podcast at nextlander.com. That is podcast at nextlander.com. You can email us uh, your emails. We'll gather them up. We'll put them in a show. We're not going to do the podcast emails this show, but you can email podcast at nextlander.com. Uh, and then when we have the email segment, we will answer some emails I want to thank everybody for listening to the show we got a bunch of stuff going on uh, this week on Monday we returned to sons of the forest we sure and did. boy uh, not only did Brad discover big head mode which is maybe one of my favorite things about sons of the forest we uh we got into some combat we really engaged there uh that was um there's
2: <laughs> a lot I would going say on some combat came to us more than yeah. anything else
0: whether we wanted it or not, uh, we've got the watchcast up currently, which is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and we have recorded our uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, which will be up next week on the Patreon. So uh, over on Patreon.com/slash Nextlander, you can find Crouching Tiger, or if you want to get uh, just a week behind, the watchcast is on. What is the what is the week before that? That's Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes, is on the free one. Uh, you can check that out. And again, over on the Patreon, you'll find everything, everywhere, all at once. Next week, we have, let's see, we have a grab bag coming up on Thursday. I'm sure we'll see some uh, chia on there, along with some other stuff. They put out a big patch for Kerbal. I was Ooh. thinking about maybe just checking out and see uh, seeing what's going on in there quickly. And then Friday, you guys want to get into some Barrow trauma? I don't know. Do yeah, I don't know. I think I think I want to try it. You keep it. saying this, and I'm I, like, I, I just
2: want to try it. That doesn't sound appealing, the no. idea of Barrow Trauma.
1: So, somebody sent me some kind of block diagram from that game, and I was like, what are we getting into? I'm not sure.
0: I think it's a 16-player game, so uh, with three of us, we'll be jumping around a bit. Also, if you're going to Google that, make sure you put game in there. Because, yeah, don't uh, just don't, put uh, that term in. Don't, don't just put that. No. <laughs> That's really frightening stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, some nightmare stuff. Uh, now everybody's going to do it. I told you don't do it. I, I did warn people not to do it. Uh, like I said, you can go over to patreon.com slash next uh, and to go, uh, support this podcast, support what we do. We can't do it without you. There are a bunch of tiers there where you can find the ramble cast. You can find never been a better podcast. I just booked the next one. The next recording, hopefully, uh, with Jeff Bacalar and Dan Reichert. that'll be happening for April. You can go find the watchcast, like I said. That's patreon.com slash nextlander. All sorts of tiers there. One tier gets their name read on this here podcast. And Alex Navarro, would you please do the honors of reading those patrons for this week?
2: I sure would. Our mysterious benefactors for this week are RRE, John Richardson, Fornack, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lussier, Skywarp. John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, J.M., Jerry Lee, Gary Pesky Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Bunny Thorpe GTFO Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Razgriz2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Randy Duax, Andrew Teebkin Alex Wu, it, Me, J.P., Matt Clemence Jr., Edward Chick. Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Trees. Those are
0: our Mysterious Benefactors for this week. Alex, I'm going to say you took at least a couple of breaths there.
2: I uh, did not try to do it all in one breath. <laughs> it just, just Wasn't going to do that this time. Attempt.
0: No, you couldn't fit all those marvelous people into one breath. It's It's impossible. Couldn't do it. I want to thank everybody for supporting us. Thanks to our Mysterious Benefactors. Thanks to everyone who's gone over to Patreon to support us and find a tier that's right for you. Thanks for watching our streams, listening, the whole thing, spreading the good word of Nextlander out there, uh, reporting in from PAX. If you have some fat, fun PAX stories, come share them on the Discord. I'm curious, what, what's going on at PAX? How, what's the vibe? We won't be there. So uh, PAX, always one of my favorite shows. Uh, just We keep saying that, and then we don't go. Well, I'm not sure I'm ready to travel to a PAX quite yet, uh, you know, for various reasons. But mm. I did enjoy PAX as a show. Um, I like the board game stuff they did. I like the vibe there. I like being able to actually talk to uh, developers that are just at a booth. Um, so I'm one. I'm curious how it's going there, uh, and maybe we'll maybe we'll be back. I don't know if I'm ready to do a panel. I don't know if I want to do a panel again.
2: I'm definitely not ready to do a panel. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm ready to do a
1: panel. I was never ready to do a panel.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of panels, we are going to
1: have a patron Q&A this
0: week. Uh, the smaller panel. Yeah, nice, nice, intimate panel. You can go check yeah, that out. Yeah, it's like a panel Discord.
1: where they can't see you, so it's not as nerve-wracking.
0: That's right. That's right. It's over on the Discord. If you are on the Discord, come join us on Thursday. We can ask us a bunch of questions over there, and we'll have some answers. You can also drop those questions in to uh, 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 On the Discord, there is a Q&A channel there. If can leave a question for us, join us on Thursday. That is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you very much, Brad Shoemaker. Thank you very much, Alex Navarro. We'll be back next week.